Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the Horror Hangout, a podcast where film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time and talk about them. My name is Ben Errington, and today, as always, I'm joined by regular co-host, Mr. Andy Conduit Tanner. Hello, Ben, and indeed, everybody. How are you all doing? How are you all doing? Pause to allow them to respond. Oh, that's good to hear. Oh, sorry, that isn't so good at the moment. I hope <laughs> things get better soon. All people that are just <laughs> in the middle, good. Please cross off as applicable i like that when someone someone sends a really long text and the response is i ain't reading all that but i'm happy for you <laughs> slash just, okay full stop <laughs> i ain't reading all that but i'm happy for you slash upset that that happened apologies um what i like to do is to make that instead of sending a big old paragraph of text I'm, I'll, I'll rapid fire a few big ones off you know not a big old paragraph with no punctuation that's not fair is it no punctuate. You I mean punctuate it properly? If you're going to write a big thing, at least structure it. Put a beginning, middle, and end like any good story. Yeah, and if somebody sends you a voice note, what I like about WhatsApp is you can listen to it on two times speed. Perfect. Get it Which all is out. great. Someone sends you a four-minute voice note. You're like, ah, oh, bloody ah, oh, Jesus! Do I want to listen to this? And I've listened to some voice notes from people in two times speed for so long, I forget what their real voice sounds like. <laughs> This is like a really fast chip. I'll see him in real life and I'll go, all right, God, speak. You're talking slow. Speak a bit quicker for God's sake. A brain injury. Bloody hell. Inflate, embarrassing. Uh, yeah, so just the two of us this week as as October October begins. Can you believe it's October? I can't I can't believe it. Where has the year gone, eh? Has it gone ever so quick? It's gone. Into the so spookiest quick. season once again. And we've started a big 31 days of Halloween countdown. Are you feeling spooky though? I mean, I'm always feeling spooky 24 7, 365 yeah. or 6 on leap years. <laughs> I'm trying to get myself in the spooky mood. I've got, a, I've got a candle, a pumpkin spice candle, which I think I've just become accustomed to the smell of it now because I've had it going for a few days. Not constantly. Bloody nose do... blind. <laughs> I've got a bloody nose blind to it. It could be anything in there. It could be. Hot shit. I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't know. I've got the, the hot difference. shit candle on. 
got me hot shit candle on. I, I don't know if I am feeling spooky yet, you know? Need to get some more decorations on the go. Need to... I mean, I want to say need to watch a horror movie every day, but that is essentially my life. So yeah. I don't know yeah, how much that's... more spooky I can get. Yeah, I guess it's the same, but I just have to, like, maybe I'll set smart speakers up to make, like, you know, an, a witch's cackle come on every few hours just at random. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I like that. That'd be a bit strange. Um, But, yeah, we're obviously celebrating. Last week, we didn't even know what films we were going to be covering for October. So we've confirmed our, our October lineup. What a powerful um, lineup. Very well done, Ben. I had very little input on that one, apart from saying, yes, thumbs up incredibly powerful i think we've covered a lot of a lot of big hitters and surprising that some of these films we haven't covered before so of course this week we're covering i mean as you're listening to the episode you will know but trick or treat not to be confused with trick or treat which a lot of people do confuse those two films um and this film wasn't even originally called trick or treat was it um i think in some in some areas it was it's called ragman the ragman the Ragman, no, and death at 33 RPM as well in foreign markets, apparently. Uh, so that's that's this. I've wanted to cover this film for ages. I've never seen it before. And after seeing it on In Search of Darkness, I don't know if it's part one or part two, I was like, oh, yeah, I need to check that out. That looks banging, obviously, with some, some amazing cameos as well. It just looked right up my alley. So looking forward to that. Well, I've seen it now, so but looking forward to talking about it. See what it does uh, to that rating. Will it bring it up? Will it bring it down? We'll find out. Uh, next week, Exorcist Believer, is that? Can you believe it? I am. Can I'm an be- Exorcist Believer. I am. Are you an Exorcist Believer? I am fully We've cognizant got- of the fact and have no doubts that it is indeed coming out next week and we'll see it. Yeah, it is indeed. I don't know where my hype is at for it. I think my hype is, is leveled out quite considerably. I don't know why. Yeah, I, I think it's one of those things like The Exorcist because of the status it has amongst horror films. Like, I don't think anyone is going to see it thinking, oh, bloody hell, Exorcist 1, pff, in the bin, rubbish, nothing in Exorcist 1, I'll never need to see it again, Exorcist 1. Got, got Exorcist Believer now. So, like, I think it'll be good. I think it'll be interesting. I, like, if nothing, I think it will be a competent um, possession movie. Like whether yeah. whether or whether or not you come out with great grand things saying, oh, it's really worthy of the Exorcist title, but that's that's neither here nor there anyway. Like, don't put so much weight in it. I think it'll be fine. I'm looking forward to yeah. seeing it and seeing how it plays out. I think the trailer was certainly interesting. See what rude yeah. things those possessed kids say. But they ever, but they're ever <laughs> so rude. rude. I bet they say so many rude things. Oh, piss, piss you! I'll get to hell and back. Something like that. Yeah, I bet they will. I bet they will say some things. Actually, you know what? I'll bring it up now. I've seen three, I think three examples in the last couple of weeks, which are films with people from North America saying the word twat, and it just doesn't work. Twat. They can't say it properly. They say twat, don't they? Why'd you you do that? I mean, I'm sure it's things that Brit... British people pronounce that Americans think is ridiculous. They're incorrect, of course. Yeah, because it's Twat. called bloody English, mate. That's why. Uh... <laughs> it's called the bloody Queen's English, mate. That's what it's called. You're speaking yeah. the Queen's English. No, no, but the, the, the only word in the world, like, I think if yeah, I was why? if I was writing a, if I was writing any type of script for um, 
North Americans to say I would just not include the word twat unless it's a British person that's saying it. I don't think you would. I don't think... I don't think it feels like the kind of word that anyone other than Brits kind of say. Oh, you twat. When you you soften the A and it sounds a bit like an O, it sounds like you're, you know, it's like you're going, oh, sugar, instead of shit. It's like you've turned it into not a swear word anymore. It sounds like a completely different word. I I forget that it's the same word. Twat. I don't know how often I use twat. I might use twat when I'm driving. (laughs) <laughs> oh you twat when I'm trying to like mix feel, it up I feel like that's one of those ones you can you can get away with quite early because I think certainly growing up there was a different context <laughs> if you were if you were talking about oh I've just twatted myself right in the head if it oh, if, good. It, if, if you if it's if you're using it as a means for being like physically knocking yourself on something or bashing your head or bashing something I'm gonna twat you in a minute then I'm gonna absolutely I feel at least you. I feel like at least in my house growing up, that wasn't taken as yeah such a swear word. That's your that's your first step after you've got away with the gateway drug that is bloody. What about when you're in a household who could still consider bloody and crap oh, on the same on the same level as things like actual swear words? That's confusing. I mean, if that happens to you. I mean, live your own lives and everything, but in the same breath, leave that family. It's not good for you. Yeah. Definitely. Do divorce um, them, get emancipated. Obviously, obviously, bollocks is good as well because you can use bollocks in many different ways. You can get bollocksed. You can be the dog's bollocks. Uh, you can get a bollock in. Bollocksed yeah. is drunk. Getting a bollock in is being told off. And the dog's bollocks is basically being shit off. Being the best. And it's probably more, probably more than that. Very, very interesting. Um, we could we could talk all day about this. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Ex Exus Believer, uh, returning guest Ash Millman is coming back on the show for the first time since she joined us to talk Terrified, which is exciting. I thought it'd be good for us to talk about a new release with her. Um, and then after that, we're covering Christine, which is being shown at the Forbidden Worlds Film Festival, which I am attending. Um, yeah, looking forward to that. Seeing it on a big old IMAX screen. That, that should, should be, be great. Fun. Bloody killer car, Jesus. Calm down, Be careful. Uh, and then week four, Deep Red, Jalo Classic with uh, Sarah of Horror. If you listened to the Fright Fest episode, we caught up with her right at the tail end of that on the last day. It was weird because we realized, like, I, I knew her from like, Instagram and a few other things. She was sat right behind us. I don't reckon she was there the whole time because there was, like, men behind us at one point, And she's not that. Yeah. Yeah, like in a cunning disguise. So in a cunning disguise. In the cinema. Possibly. Uh, so that's week four, and we've wanted to get yeah, wanted to get on the podcast for a while. So that's exciting. And then week five, Halloween free season of the witch. We're going to adjust our release day slightly. Obviously, we usually release day release episodes on a Wednesday, sometimes a bit later, but we're going to pull it back to a Tuesday because that is Halloween itself. So Halloween free season of the witch. The completionists in us are causing all kinds of types of haddock. Ha- havoc not haddock because we've ne- we've never covered halloween too so we've done lots of halloween to films. overlook it given the given the circumstances of season of the witch let's overlook it just this one time um well we could do it again surely so yeah um october is looking stacked super stacked absolutely uh, chockers with horror movies plus everything else you're gonna be watching i've seen ben you put out the Horror Hangout 31 Days of Halloween, where you, if you want a suggestion of a movie to yes. watch, 
You've got mm. some old episodes that you can have a listen back to if you've got the time. Yeah, so we've put to, we've curated a list based on the last twelve months of the podcast, like some of the some of our favorite episodes from the last twelve months, um, for thirty one days of horror hangout. So you can watch a film that we've recommended per night, and then of course the new episodes fit in nicely to that as well. Uh, yeah, we I think it's the third year we've done we've done this. So if if you do if you have done it in the past or if you're doing it now. Let us know if you're watching any films for the first time uh, and and enjoying them. We're always keen, always keen to know. Give us or a not enjoy them. Shout. Sometimes you get the best content. Yeah. If we've given you a recommendation for a bad movie, to be fair, it's not like we're recommending all the films on the list. We're kind of recommending the films alongside the podcast episode. So even if it's a bad film, if you'd listen to it with the podcast, You'd have a uh, if, time. You watch, if you watch it and then listen to the podcast, sorry, you're going to have a lovely time. We can guarantee that. Uh, so yeah, October, how exciting. How many Octobers have we done on this podcast? Is this the 6th for the 7th? Maybe the 7th October? Yeah, it's getting on. Get up there, isn't it? 300 episodes now. Several. Bloody hell. Crazy. Okay, I uh, got a couple of... We, obviously, we've covered that, which I've already listed as a horror news, but a couple of things. Uh, heard of this movie called Totally Killer, which is coming out this month. Blumhouse's Time Travel Slasher. I have uh, heard of this. Now, what is it coming out on? Is it a cinema or is it a streaming release? I think it's a streaming release. It was showed at Fantastic Fest, uh, and there is some sort of review based on it. But yeah, the plot, uh, it's, the review is very, very, very positive. Um, and again, like a Blumhouse, it's got what's her name from, what's her name from, <laughs> God, <laughs> from Sabrina, the new, the new Sabrina, the teenage witch, uh, Kin and Shipka. Yeah, I think so. But yes, it's a it horror is. comedy. Apparently, it's got lots in common with ha- the like Happy Death Day films, Happy Death Day to You. So, sort of like a more of a it's a time travel slasher, sort of like subgenre, I guess. Like, yeah, time loops are very popular at the moment. Time travel within horror as well, the horror sphere. Um, it's pretty good. Um, and I think it's set in 1987. Oh, the best year. Uh, I think there's a time travel back to 1987, teaming up with her teenage mother to stop the murders before to stop murders before she's trapped in the past forever. Oh, there's been a murder. Better get the old time machine out. We've all been there. Uh, Yeah, looking forward to that. That well, we'll definitely be checking that out. And also there is a trailer now for the Toxic Avenger, a red band trailer. Don't know if you've seen it, but a lot of it's. Oh, the vibe it's going for it looks great. It looks it's very much in keeping with the original, but also it's got a bit of like hobo with a shotgun sort of vibes, I guess. Okay. But it's 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 mainly it's mainly um like f- um news footage of like oh my god, there's an Avenger who's been we we've been spotting this Toxy. Um, he's been taking people down, and yeah, it's mostly that. And then there is a scene where somebody gets their jaw ripped off and again we don't really see much you only see the sort of silhouette of, of the toxic avenger um and you don't really see any of the other sort of major names who are also involved i know we've seen a picture of elijah wood looking like the penguin kind of <laughs> kind of looks a little bit like the penguin um so a bit like the penguin yeah so yeah looking for looking forward to that um when when it gets released which is sometime oh, soon. we'll have to check out that that well, trailer so, so, i think Every story I've got open does not give me actual dates. I need legitimate dates of when these things are happening. But soon is what I'm saying for now. Um, but that's pretty much all I had for for horror news based on the fact that we're going to talk about 
October as well. Uh, and it's only really been a few days since we last recorded. But have you been, have you seen anything this week? I'll tell you what, Ben, I've got through a couple. I've oh, got, I've very got, nice. I've got through a couple. So one, I know that we've both seen. Let's mention it because we'll have some content coming up on this one. But we have both now seen a movie, courtesy of its makers, that will be hitting cinemas in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Dear David... Yeah, I, th- I think it's the 13th of October and I think it's streaming as well at the same time. Not sure right. about UK re- not sure about UK release, but uh, I'm pretty sure we mentioned this on the show at some point. Maybe when it was confirmed that it was going to get made. Uh, but you have just recorded an interview with the director, John McPhail, which is going to be a little bonus episode that we're going to put out um, maybe this week, just before before the yeah, release of the film. We just caught, um, I just caught John for 15 minutes, so this is even beyond the bite-sized. bite-sized episode, this is just little fun-sized, like the little chocolates that you'll get on Christmas. Not Christmas, also <laughs> Christmas, but on <laughs> Halloween, horror Christmas. Um, Tiny it's little that, Mars bar. Little, fun, little fun-sized bite with John, who um, you may recognise the name if you love This Is Why I Put Christmas on the Brain, the yeah. Christmas horror comedy musical, um, Anna and the Apocalypse Um is John is the director of that as well. That was his previous film oh, project. But just at the moment, while that was hitting cinemas in 2017, the real life events that inspired this film were taking place. Yeah. And I remember following along with these events in real time in 2017 <laughs> with the BuzzFeed cartoonist, Adam Ellis, telling us a story about his apartment being haunted by a little fella called David. Um, and he did a little picture of him as well, which is recreated in that in the film. So we've both seen the film. Um, not really going to say much about it because um, we don't want to before the release. But uh, very, very interesting. A sort of horror come comedy. Check out my, come and check out my interview with John. You'll hear a little check bit out the more interview about to it find, from them. To find out more. And 13th of October is when it's released. So check it out then. Yeah. And it's got that sort of trademark humor um, that Adam Ellis sort of added to to his story when he was tweeting uh, tweeting out about it uh, and also Justin Long is in it uh, horror scream scream queen yeah. royalty he's in everything yeah. Justin Long is and he's going to be in the upcoming Goosebumps series in a couple of weeks right Justin Long's in there as well he loves a bit of horror yeah he does I guess he it's always been true though right I think the first thing I remember seeing Justin Long in was Jeepers Creepers was Creepers Jeepers yeah that's true uh Anything else this week? I'll tell you what, Ben, I've been very, very brave for different reasons than usual. I went back in and I watched Underworld Evolution. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Wait, is that the second one? That's the second one. Yeah. So there's some flashbacks in there. There's a big destiny in there that we didn't think we saw come in. But it's mostly there's a big werewolfman and uh, a big... (laughs) The vampire guy, if you remember the very end of Underworld, who saw that blood go in there and his eyes went open, they went all funny. He's a big, yeah. like, flying man bat now. Um, oh. There's some there's some good action Is it a prequel? Is it a prequel one? No. no, it follows pretty much directly the on. third one. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Yeah, the third one is a prequel. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's a... Uh, this is the this is the follow-on. So it's still Selene and Michael out on the road. Michael Corvin has got a tiny, tiny, like minimally i must add a little bit more agency in this one <laughs> has he yeah he's not a total he's not a total 
he's not just a, he's not just a MacGuffin. They're like, get him. Um, but he but he, he also does get written off for several bits of the film. But you know, of course I got, he does. I caught up with that one, and maybe I will ever so slowly march on through that series. Um, mm. Two other things for you. I watched uh, 2023's The Wrath of Becky, which I didn't realize oh, yeah, until yeah. I started to watch The Wrath of Becky was a sequel. I had absolutely zero awareness of the first film, just called Becky, um, which oh, I now yeah. need to Is go that... back and watch. Who's it? Who's in Becky? There's like so, a... Becky, the main, I don't know who's in Becky, but well, apart from Becky, who is Lulu Wilson. Um, but I couldn't tell who was in original Becky, but in this follow-up, one of our big bads is Stifler himself, old Sean William Scott. He's still about. Oh my God. What's he playing at? Um, so was it, when did Becky come out? Because I remember that. that Becky was 2020, yeah. I think. So oh, like... Yeah, quite a quite a quick turnaround for the old sequel then. Yeah, yeah Becky not, was not 20... seen either though, not seen either. Becky was 2020. Um, judging based on some reviews, people seem to think that um, the wrath of Becky doesn't quite live up to the you know, the mania and the, some of the violence of the first Becky, mm. very satisfying violence, yeah. but I really liked this, so I'm looking forward to going back and watching Becky, if it's even better than what I've just seen um, then I'm looking forward to it Lovely stuff um, And the last thing I have for you, Ben Oh, you got another one? Okay Just the last one is a little bit of culture for you because it's not just about horror films here Oh, yeah. um, you are an incredibly week, cultured man, Andy. I went to the theatre and saw um, 222, a ghost story uh, written by Danny Robbins, whose name we've conjured on the show before. So anyone who listens mm. to other sort of, uh, you know, true paranormal investigation type horror, he does the Uncanny podcast. He did the Bad to See Poltergeist series. He did the Witch Farm. And he's mm. written uh, 222, a ghost story, which takes a lot of the things like someone who does listen to that podcast i've listened to him do his paranormal investigation stuff and you know talking to people who've witnessed things that they can't explain um and you know it's always very well put together and that there are skeptical people and there are people who absolutely believe it and they just debate what the, the goings on are um mm-hmm. really really good podcasts about to come back there's about to be a tv series that also launches on friday the 13th so there's tons oh, wow. of stuff on about it but you can see where he's taken the influences from these stories and crafted this fictional ghost story around it. Really, really tightly done. You'll get no spoilers from me here, but I would recommend you seek it out and try and watch it if you can. It's about to go on a world tour, I think. It's certainly touring the UK right now, and I think there are American-Australian dates too. So wherever you are in the world, you should be able to get and see it. Cast's really good. Sweet. Very nice. And where, where's the TV show? Where, where's that going to be shown? Um, I believe it might be BBC Two. BBC oh, Two okay. on Friday the 13th of October. But again, if you are on the iPlayer or I'm not sure how how sensitive BBC is to VPNs if you don't, if you aren't in the in the UK, but mm. you can um, try and catch it there. It, it's sure to be a good show. It's, it's the podcast has got quite a big following. So I think it will uh, yeah. I think the TV show's got some weight behind it. Okay. Awesome. Very exciting. Um, How about you? What else but, have you seen? So I watched a couple more J-horror movies after our episode last week, um, talking to you on The Grudge. 
based on Sarah and Jasper's expertise, I checked out two more Americanized J-horror movies. One I'd, both of which I've seen before, but you know, when you're like, I don't remember anything about those films. I kind of understand why now. So the grudge Two, not the Japanese version, the American version, the grudge Two, which follows on pretty much directly from the grudge. Um, it's a bit more coherent in terms of like plot and pacing and it's got a couple of good scares you know a couple of good scares where maybe i didn't quite expect them uh maybe slightly better than the 2004 grudge you do still get sarah michelle geller in a much more reduced role um but yeah it was right if you if you love your grudge if you love getting your grudge on and seeing someone crawl down the bloody stairs get involved you've been killed uh, in, if you've been killed under circumstance where you have terrible anger then this will be the film for you <laughs> what did you tweet me earlier unless oh, so you want what you want to take the advice we gave in the podcast last week that if you want to get rid of your family then just say nicely don't end on an argument just bonk them on the head and they're asleep bonk them on the head and they're asleep give them a nice a nice farewell don't kill them in in anger they'll haunt you forever so just give them a nice little goodbye we don't recommend that of course uh, we don't recommend murder in any sense or or form i also saw rings now i've seen rings before uh, released in 2017, I went to the cinema to watch Rings, and I was the only person in the screening. I remember that. Uh, so in a way, I was like, "Oh, I'm watching a creepy film, and I keep looking into the corner." Or just I was say, did it make me. it? Did it make it scarier? Do you think that Sadako was going to pop out? Uh, so there's obviously a sequence that we discussed where Sadako like comes out of a uh, like an airplane screen, airplane seat TV yeah. screen. Uh, which is pretty cool. And it almost felt like that everyone was experiencing it on the plane rather than just like, it almost feels like in the ring movies, just one person experiences it in a quite a closed off scenario where you're like, Oh, it could be in their head, you know, or maybe they're the only person who sees it. This kind of confirms that like other people can see it in that. It's just a bit basic, unfortunately, like it introduces some interesting things where it's like people are purposely watching this film this video, sorry, and then passing it on to other people. And it's kind of like a game um, that they can pass it on. And you've got someone who like looks after, looks out for you, like called a tail or something. So it's like, no matter what happens, they'll be able to stop. Yeah. And it introduces some interesting things. And it's got Vincent D'Onofrio, I think I say, say his name, the AKA Kingpin. Kingpin himself. And I remember him being in this film and it, it goes to some interesting places, but I feel like with films like this, sometimes they suggest interesting things, but the resolution is nowhere near as interesting as the like setup. And it felt like that with this film. So I remember not knowing much about it, and I don't think I'm going to remember much about it again because I don't think it's going to stick with me. Um, not horror, but I did watch The Creator, the new Gareth Edwards um, sci-fi movie with um, what's, his, what's his face from Tenet. Uh, John David Washington, yeah. Gemma Chan, Ken Watanabe, like a really good cast, and like looks amazing, sounds amazing, like one of the like huge scale, um, sci-fi. For the fact, I don't think the budget was absolutely ginormous. Yeah, I mean, lots of money to you or I, but not the obscene money. That no. I, think, I think I heard on a, I think I heard listening to Weekly Planet today that I think if it makes a hundred and so on, I think a hundred and twenty yeah. million, it will have cleared its budget and made yeah profit. i think i think maybe it was nothing made for, eight... for a film like this no i think it was made from about 80 it obviously borrows loads from loads of places do you know what i mean it feels like it borrows from uh anything 
at Blanc- uh, Neil Blomkamp. It feels like it borrowed. It's like Star Wars by way of Neil Blomkamp. Do you know what I mean? Okay. So it's like this big epic story, but with a ve- with very like grounded, grounded sort of um, technology in a way. Yeah, like um, technology that after you'd been handling it, you'd have to wash your hands. You'd have to wash your hands exactly. I feel like it it lacked some like heavy emotion. It felt like it needed that, and it lacked it. And it also felt like it didn't really have an antagonist because it almost felt like everyone involved was kind of no one was like really good. Everyone kind of sucked a bit, so you didn't know which side to root for. And yeah. then, if, yeah, it ne- it needed someone who was like a bastard, but still, I I enjoyed it. It was a good a good Friday night movie. Um, and the only other thing I wanted to mention is that I've been watching the development of this for a while and today i watched a playthrough of it um and i do want to check it out myself resident evil containment which is a total conversion mod for the original 1996 release of resident evil um it's available now you can just download it for pc i don't know if you can get it on mac which is why i <laughs> i haven't played it yet but it's like using loads of assets from so i watched a stream on Res- on the residents of evil twitch channel talking to the uh, the maker of the mod and he was basically talking about all that it's got new cutscenes, new puzzles events music sounds monsters full fmv movies like happening and essentially it's like ghost and hunk go into re- the get go into the world of resident evil one before the events of resident evil zero if that makes sense so like the biohazard just it. kicked Set, off setting it up it's just kicked off apparently um but yeah, some really interesting stuff. And just to see what is essentially like a completely brand new 1996 era Resident Evil film. I know the mod community is huge, especially for Resident Evil stuff. But this is probably the first one in a long time where I felt like, oh, God, this feels like it feels meaty. It's got like voice acting. It's got um, it's got like original files for you to pick up. It's not like they've recreated a lot of the assets. Uh, sorry, reused a lot of the assets. So there's a lot of audio stuff that sounds familiar, but apart from that, that's cool. Oh, that's check sounds, it out. That I think it's got a little kid. I think it's got little kid zombies in it as well for the first. Like that's never been in a Resident Evil game before. No. I think you go into an area which is like a crash or something like that. Like for <laughs> and there's like little kid zombies. Oh man, anyway. I'm gonna have to gonna have to check this out immediately. I'll tell you what, Ben, yeah. I'll talk about it properly next week, but I want to make sure you're not triggered, so I'll give you a double warning of this i'm in the run up to halloween i'm trying to check out some more you know see what's on shudder hop on there currently watching something on there about halfway through at the minute called quicksand your worst fear bloody hell oh no i mean Something so called, far well, a film called quicksand is there it's called, it's called quicksand and you'll never guess hey, what's quick... happened they're, oh, stuck. Someone's got... they're bloody stuck, stuck in there at the minute quicksand. and there's no there's no rope or long stick to help you out Worse than that, well, there was a stick that broke. That broke real quick. Uh, of course. And now, did. now they're both stuck in there. And there's been ants. There's been a snake. Ah, oh, this is horrible. Yeah. Can't think so, of anything worse. I'll let you know if they get out safely, so you'll know yes, if you're right to watch it. Quicksand, quicksand, rabies. What else was the irrational childhood fears that would never come anywhere near you? Sharks in the swimming pool. Sharks in the swimming pool. That was one. Yeah, that was obvious. I still think that now sometimes. I was in the swimming Strange, pool today. Strangers, thought... strangers just on the street because the police told us about that. And like, stranger danger everywhere. As a young boy, Ben, about, you know, 
I just I, I was dawdling ever so slightly behind my mom. It was probably, I don't know, maybe five. <laughs> you know, probably only within about like five paces of her. I still vividly remember to this day this is a real Mrs. Radford situation. Um, just an old couple pointing towards me and saying like, "Ooh, that's just like the one the one that Mr. Collins wanted." To me, a child thinking, "They're bloody sizing me up for abduction here." Legged Jesus. it back to mom and all them. T- I was walking past the shop window, so I imagine with without a hindsight, they're probably like in. Oh, look at that nice set of stainless steel pans. They were just the, like the ones that Mr. Collins wanted. Did they want to buy some pans or did they want to steal a kid? Yeah. I know what I believe more. Stealing a kid to order in in the Midlands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's it. That's all I've watched. That's all you've watched. Uh, apart apart from, from Film of the Week. First film of October for us. It's a film called Trick or Treat, not Trick or Treat. This is Trick or Treat, a 1986 movie. It was also known as Ragman and Death at 33 RPM in foreign markets. And they gave it a nice generic Trick or Treat name. I'm glad, though, that this takes place on and around Halloween. Perfect. Seasonal watch. If it didn't, I would have been fuming. But it does, which is good. Um, It's an American horror film. Uh... Who's it directed by? Charles Martin Smith. little interesting fact about Charles Charles Martin Smith. This is his first film. However, everything else he's directed is like family-orientated pet movies like (laughs) Air Bud, The Snow Walker, uh, Dolphin Tale, and Dolphin Tale 2, A Dog's Way Home. So something happened where he made this (laughs) film and he went, this is too dark for me. I've I've gone as scary as as I can. Exactly. Uh, the film stars Mark Price and Tony Fields with special appearances by Gene Simmons and Ozzy Osbourne. The movie centers on an outcast metalhead teenager who is haunted by the ghost of his rock hero. Uh, yeah, so in terms of ratings, we've got 5.8 on IMDb. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, critic score 75%. Audience score 62%. 3.2 on Letterboxd. Choice reviews 1. From Oh Boo, I can't not like a movie where people get shot with lightning bolts from a guitar. Three and a half stars. True story. Watched watched by someone called Sammy. Is it Sammy Kerr himself? This fucking rules. I love it when spooky metal movies are done right. Five stars. Men on Film says, there's an incredible moment where someone is plucked out of a television that will fool you into liking this. Three stars. Uh, And S. Mill says, it's weird to see an 80s movie where the metal kid is bullied rather than the bully. Two and a half stars. There we go. That's true. Um, uh, Some more of the cast is uh, Lisa Orgoloni, Doug Savant, who I recognize from stuff. He's in loads of stuff. He's got a very recognizable face. He plays the bully. Um, He's in Godzilla, the 1998 version. He's in Maniac Cop 3. He's in Teen Wolf as Brad. So you know him from surely. That's got to be where I know him from. Yeah, but I reckon I I've, I can picture him as like an older an older feller. Um, and then obviously loads of other people who are just uh, jocks or other high school kids. Wait, Roger's important. Glenn Morgan plays Roger. Uh, I say important. He's an absolute knobhead, really. He's he's absolutely done himself in. Um, <laughs> Bloody Roger! Just follow simple instructions. Roger, you absolute belter. 
this is the first time I've seen this film. Is it the first time you've seen this film? As it well? is the first time I've seen this film. I have heard about it. Um, I've yeah. seen you know, probably the same as you. I've seen it on Search of Darkness. I think I've heard the uh, colleagues over uh, on the Nightmare of Fil- uh, on Film Street talk about it, I think, in one of their double bills. I think they paired yeah. it with Deathgasm, maybe. Um, okay. Which is funding a sequel as we speak. But yeah, oh, a rare breed of rock and roll slash metal yeah, um, well, horror movie. But well, I've never seen it. One of the descriptions here says like um, spooky metal movies are done right. But how many spooky metal movies are there? This and Deathgasm, which from all accounts is done right. Yeah, a lot of people do like um, that, I guess. It's the gate that we watched with Emily a couple years ago. Like that's a record played backwards, right? Then has a a message about a gate. Yeah. No, it does exactly. I was thinking, what does it compare to? And obviously, like things getting played backwards, things getting play- played backwards in the eighties, especially with everything being on vinyl, was um, incredibly popular. And of course, there were a lot of backwards messages um, on actual albums and stuff that wasn't even backwards. But people were like, "Oh, if you play it backwards, listen to this," and it vaguely sounds like someone saying, "I love Satan." <laughs> so people were just like. <laughs> People were absolutely fuming about that. I, I think there's, there's definitely something. There's got to be some Black Sabbath. Got to be. I think there was something Led Zeppelin as well, which um, which which was like that, which is interesting. I understand it, yeah. and obviously because of because of all the satanic panic stuff in the eighties, yeah, all these worries well. that like the kids are going to be corrupted by those two most corrupting forces, D and D and rock music. Thinking, no, if you listen to his listen to these lyrics here, if you listen to them backwards and at a very certain speed. Sounds like he's telling your kids to sit close, too close to the telly, maz off at school, all the things that you shouldn't be doing. Yeah, and obviously it's funny that we get Ozzy Osbourne playing like a TV. What is he like? It in Van, a Van. He's like, a, he's like a reverend. Yeah, his name like is like a reverend his, dude. His, his character name is Reverend something. Um, it's very reverend obvious. Aaron Gilstrom. He did have short hair for a while, but it's very obvious that's his long hair, just like styled to look. Sure, isn't yeah. it? It's very <laughs> Big obvious. Big ponytail around the back of his head. Big ponytail tied right, tied right in. I guess green room you could say was kind of like a. I mean, not so much yeah. metal, but like a sort of rock and roll, uh, horror movie in a what, way. What? What if the? What if the gig that you played was Nazis? Horrible <laughs> racist. What if it was Nazis? Well, that is a horror film, and obviously, like the two thousands era horror, kind of pairs very well with like new metal of the era because it was prevalent in the soundtracks uh every new metal band and basically mainstream horror and new metal went together perfectly for ages like in opening songs songs in credits songs during action sequences like it was big time and i guess like a lot of the visuals that go alongside some metal bands and horror just just pair extremely well together don't they it's like um cheese and pineapple cheese, cheese and pineapple on a stick or cheese and a little bit of apple and some grapes or a- apple and grapes apple, yeah, and, apple and grapes and cheese yeah red uh, wine and you, a lovely bit of steak tell you what if everyone a little non-horror tip for you at home you know it makes a lovely but slightly healthier treat than having a bar of chocolate get a little peanut butter and put that on a nice sour green apple yum oh. yum yum 
You look puzzled. That's a good you absolute square. I'm not puzzled. I'm into that. Have a a try that. Have a go. Um, I've pulled up for you if you want a bit of trivia while we're while we're off. Hell yeah! One of the most famous bit of back back masking to hear secret messages comes from the Beatles. Um, Oh yeah. At the end of "I'm So Tired," John Lennon is John Lennon is heard speaking some sort of gibberish, but when flips, some some might hear. Paul is a dead man. Miss him, miss him, miss him, miss him. Uh, this ties to the infamous, infamous Paul is dead conspiracy. Have you heard about this one? Oh, what the, the he was replaced. That Paul McCartney he was died replaced, and was replaced by, uh, by another Paul yeah, McCartney. I've heard, I've heard that. Yeah. Luckily, we got another Paul McCartney line straight up. And if you've watched the extensive Beatles documentary, which is called something, what's it called? Um, the one that the one that was on Disney Plus. All I kept thinking there is and back again. <laughs> all I keep thinking is Paul McCartney's doing all the bloody work here. He's doing all the heavy lifting. So if anybody thinks that he's replaced a dead Paul McCartney, thank God they found someone who was also as good at writing songs. So I'll tell you what, you can be in the Beatles to replace Paul McCartney, but you have to do all the work. That's all right, yeah. When you said they hear someone speaking gibberish, I thought that's just Scouse. That's just a Scouse accent. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, but like, obviously... Uh, it was thought of a lot in the eighties when Satanic Panic was big, and obviously like metal people like uh, what's his flavor from Twisted Sister going up against, you know, so many people trying to get essentially trying to get all types of heavy metal like cancelled. And you know what happens when things when people try and get things cancelled, um, they just become more and more popular. Not so much in this day and age because most of the time when people are cancelled, it is for being a wrong end. But I mean, in general. In like the eighties and nineties, if you're trying to get things cancelled, literally like legally banned, literally just, legally banned, not just cancelled. Like, uh, no one likes you anymore because you're a twat. Literally, like you're you're illegal now. You're illegal. We're gonna cat all heavy metal is illegal. Um, uh, yeah, people are gonna gravitate to it even more so, and I guess that's part of the story of this is that an outsider, and it is interesting to see an outsider also called Eddie as well, which I thought was interesting. I wonder if they they took if Stranger Things took any inspiration from this film because he kind of looks a, bit, a little bit like him as well with the yeah. I know cut cut off denim jacket and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting, an interesting sort of take on something like that. I kind of think it plays it too straight. I feel like it needs to be more over the top and silly, and maybe have someone in that title role of Sammy Kerr who is really chewing the scenery because it doesn't feel like the most dynamic performance. Um, and it, yeah, just, I, I don't kind of understand the, the character very well. I feel like we needed to see something with the character before he dies. Well, we how see he the, comes a tiny to... little, we see a tiny, yeah, a tiny little bit. clip of him, but it, oddly enough, he seems that he had me straight on. I was a big Sammy Kerr fan because he was yeah. like, there was, Bit where he was like on, he was on like Loose Women or something at the start, and <laughs> there's someone saying like, "I put it to you, Sammy Kerr, that um, why do you want children exposed to this rock and roll music?" And he very articulately says, "Oh, why do you want them exposed to these politicians? Yeah. Eh, all these, all these wrongins." And I was like, "It's a good point. 
It's a good point, Sammy Kerr. But then it's moments a good point, later, Sammy like, Kerr, yeah. he's died in a Satan fire, and now he's I was I was as confused that he was dead, um, just as much as Eddie, because it was like he caught the tail end of a report, and they'd gone, and that's it, he's dead. Rest in yeah, peace. They've done like a massive long news bit about him being cancelled and everything. And then just goes like, just to recap, Sammy Kerr, dead yeah. in a fire. I think what I would have liked to see is some sort of establish of this character, like actually in the film, because the fact that we only see him on TV and then we then he's in the film as like an undead uh, ghosty is a bit confusing. I'd rather see him beforehand, maybe understand why he wants to live forever in the af- in the un- underworld i don't know yeah maybe maybe, yeah, he's, maybe he's all, really he's all paranoid that. maybe he's all paranoid because he's just like oh they're gonna they're gonna get me they're gonna they're gonna make it look like an accident they're gonna kill me they want me dead but i know i've got a good way of living forever i'm gonna do yeah, this he's gonna do that and also i mean the school should have counted themselves lucky the school was probably getting cancelled this is a person who by all intents and purposes was a world famous rock star was mentioned on the news following his death, yeah. and he was going to play at your school disco. Is that is that legit though? Because yeah, because like... the, what the, the the old lady who gets slapped through the TV later was like, "I don't want him playing at this here school disco." So it's like, I'm he the was biggest rock play star it. in the world right now, uh, but I am going to come and play the school disco just for you. Um, I mean, and why would every why would everybody want him to play the school disco? Because as far as I can tell, if you listen to metal in the school, you're a bloody nerd. Until until later on, How when can you metal listen does to this get played shit? and everyone loves it. That was confusing. Because at one point, one of the guys goes, how could you listen to this shit? And I'm like, what are they listening to in school then? Bloody, uh, I was about to say Wigfield. That's, no, that's 1990s. <laughs> Just their early bloody stuff. Wig- listen to bloody Wigfield's early stuff, are you? What are you listening to? Uh, when does that? When does that? When did that song "Oops Upside Your Head" come on? Where you sit on the floor and like do sit ups and tap the sides and do that? Oh when did god, that come that's out? what they're all listening to in it. I reckon eighties. It's been around forever, isn't it? That's why Oops, they had such good abs then. Sad head. Just doing like Great all those sit ups on there. I, um, I don't, yeah. I mean, Tony Fields, who plays um, plays the titular trick or treat. Um, <laughs> you know, you talk about performance wise, physical performance. What a showman! I oh think yeah, hell yeah! He right, yeah. I'm not, lack... I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be mean about the character or the actor. Might lack in the. Might lack in some of the acting and the lines are lovely parts because, by the looks of it, he's a gymnast and dancer by trade. When and he if starts you look at performing, the rest of his filmography, he's like load of stuff with Michael Jackson. He's in Michael Jackson's Thriller, Michael Jackson's mm. Captain EO, which I didn't know what that is. Um, he's in Dance Academy of 1988. He's in 1990s Backstreet Dreams. Backstreet Dreams, yeah. Exactly. I mean, physically, great, especially when he starts performing, when he's like spinning around and running up and down. He, he embodies the the sort of rock star persona. Great. He embodies it well. I just kind of think, in terms of the character he was supposed to be, he's very... It's, it's very it's a very serious performance and it's a very serious role, but like it's a rock star coming back from the dead to wage war on like your your enemies essentially yeah. i feel like it needed it needed just something it needed a bit of i mean you know they could of, have done bit... you could have mixed this up here you could have done a proper arnold schwarzenegger's um hercules in new york actually no he did voice that in the end but i'm thinking of a film <laughs> yeah. where you, oh, where yeah, you yeah, voice yeah, yeah. someone else can you imagine if you'd had tony field's physical performance combined with i mean he would get a great iconic 
voice acting role later, later when he did The Darkness, but get Mike Patton doing the voice. Jesus, yeah. Imagine that imagine that coming through you bloody I can imagine. Oh, that would have been ridiculous. I can imagine you know you got Ozzy and you've got uh Gene Simmons on on the payroll already. <laughs> Neither of them are known for their acting chops. I know that. However, just let them go mad. Do you know what I mean? Like Ozzy don't need a second I thought Ozzy was so good in this. I fucking loved him. <laughs> just let it uh, uh, just imagine him in that role it would have been superb. But yeah, not taking any anything away from Tony Fields in terms of his physical performance i think it's kind of the script as well like him the the way the character is portrayed um we don't really understand like why he's doing what he's doing um he's come back to life for... as a rock and roll ghost with the same powers as frankenhooker exactly yeah with the bloody uh ele- electro electricity we can get that word eh? electricity powers where he's just blowing people up and it takes about six people getting blown up before anyone realizes something bad's happening he is Hang afraid of he is afraid of moms though because whenever moms. yeah because when he whenever his mom whenever uh, eddie's mom comes in he like disappears into the speaker <laughs> yeah he's yeah, like, yeah. Like, i will do absolute murders i will turn into a goblin and melt melt some poor woman's ears off but i and cannot get busted by your mom that would be the worst thing for me right now yeah and a toilet he gets Zan yeah. stuck in the toilet, which I'm assuming is is because he's electricity based Shut and water water is getting. Someone flushes the water. Out the water disappears when you flush it, doesn't it? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Don't do that. That's that's going out going against it. Um, yeah. So I mean, it is an interesting film. I think it's I think it's more of an interesting concept than it is an interesting film because I don't know. I feel like I feel like by by the fi- by like the final act, it kind of is a bit all over the place and. I mean, I, I standard like '80s high school jock bullies. You kind of it it sets that up well enough that where you hate them and you like you want them to get their comeuppance to get um, slightly revenged upon. Only when they uh, one of my favorite lines from uh, Eddie in the film will come to it is when there's been a little bit of revenge, but when um, when uh, Angie gets her ears melted off. Eddie wants uh, Eddie wants Sammy Kerr to stop. He goes, "This is really serious." She's had her bloody. She's had her ears melted off, right? She's in the hospital with no ears. This is really serious, Sammy Kerr. Which is, is I don't know. I feel really, like... this is getting really serious. Like, sorry, sorry, fair play. I did realize that you did say that you wanted to nail your enemies, the bullies, but I do realize yeah. I may have overreached with melting. Melting a girl's ears, ears off when I turned into a goblin that time. Yeah, well, that was pretty good. Let's, um, let's, so, let's get into it, shall we? So yeah, so the main character's name is Eddie Ragman. Now his surname's like Weinbauer, right? However, I kept mishearing it so much. At one point, it sounded like uh, what's the bully's name? The the main bully, Tim. <laughs> Tim. It sounded like he when he was shouting Weinbauer. I thought he was shouting White Power. I'm like, hang on a minute. But the Elton, they're trying to cancel metal music at this school. They're trying to cancel metal music, and you're just turning around saying that. Um, I thought you were saying that, and then someone else pronounced it differently. I'm like, at least work out how you're going to get it. Um, why is his name Ragman? I guess it's just his, just his nickname. Someone he went, my name's Eddie Weinbauer, and they went, Eddie Ragman. Is that what you said? And he went, no. And he gone, I've misheard your name once. That's your nickname from now on. Maybe, maybe he loves bloody ragtime piano. He loves it. He absolutely loves it. Or like once, it's like one of those things, like, you know, 
when you're three years old, you go to a, you know, you go on holiday with your mum and dad and you want like a dolphin from the gift shop. And then later on, years later, every time they go on holiday, they bring you something dolphins. So I wanted oh. it once when I was three. Oh, he, no. loves, he loves dolphins, doesn't he? He loves, he can't get enough of dolphins. Uh, but yeah, Eddie is a, he's like a metal fan. And just so we know, it shows all the posters of his favourite favorite metal bands i don't think there's any music from any of these metal bands in it as far as i'm aware i think no, the music was performed heard. by the music was performed by a band called Fastway, or like a british band uh formed by motorhead guitarist fast eddie and ufo bassist pete way uh composed the score is composed by christopher young i thought i was good i've been watching loads of stuff for christopher young um scores in recently uh obviously hellraiser and Spider-Man 3, I don't know if I remember that. Uh, yeah, obviously there's loads of posters and like paraphernalia and, and records from, from famous bands, but I don't think the actual music is used. Some so of your favourites on there? Uh, I don't know about my favourites. I mean, there's Judas Priest, Amphrax is in there. I have seen Amphrax, but I wouldn't consider them consider them my, them my favourites. There's a big Twisted uh, Sister up there. There's a big Twisted Sister. Yeah, Twisted Sister never really been one of my favorites uh oh wait there's some motley crew stuff always love motley crew and obviously ozzy although i'm assuming based on the the fact that ozzy is in this film ozzy osborne doesn't exist in this universe possibly or maybe, <laughs> well, maybe just, he does because look... he's not he's not playing ozzy osborne is he he's playing the reverend they look they look very similar maybe. his brother took a different path yeah uh some other bands in there's like that's so amphrax twister sister motley crew oh wait it does say they're ozzy osborne in the poster poison Poison and Poison. Kiss. So clearly, Gene Simmons and Ozzy Osbourne exist in this universe, which is awesome. Uh, there we go. Um, what your so favorite? Yeah, you... Got some, got some Slade up there. <laughs> You're getting older. All in my this favorite film. rock band. You got bloody Slade. Uh, you got Shaking Stevens. I don't know. What <laughs> Chris, Christmas Slade. <laughs> <laughs> Did I ever tell you tell you when my dad rang me like first thing in the morning once to tell me something about Noddy Holder? Have I told you this? <laughs> he rang me. It was like, I reckon, 8 a.m. My dad's ringing me. I wonder what it could be. Hello, Dad. Ben, have you heard? What's that? Noddy Holder? Thinking he's going to say Noddy Holder's passed away. Yeah? Confirmed as the new Doctor Who. And I just went, first of all, why are you ringing me to tell me that? I don't. Re- I wouldn't consider myself a fan of Slade. I don't really like Doctor Who, and 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 thirdly, where have you got this information? Because it never came true. This was like probably ten years ago. This I reckon this was when uh, what's his name Peter Capaldi was getting. I think when he became Doctor Who, whatever that was. I guess Noddy Holder. I went Noddy Holder, the man who's not an actor. He doesn't look. I guess. He Peter Capaldi look... looks more like Noddy Holder than like <laughs> any other person, maybe. I, t- I was fuming. Even though it was 8 a.m., I think I gave him the what for. I just went, I couldn't think of a piece of information I care about less than that. Leave me alone. Um, oh. But yeah, it's a, interesting. We had a message to... doing maybe a Doctor Who episode because it's approaching a big anniversary. Maybe as part of that, we'll sneak in a little bit about what would it have been like if Noddy Holder was Doctor Who? Who's not even famous for acting, let alone being Doctor Who? Surprise bit of casting, though. You never know. You never know. Um, so, yeah, he's obviously into hair metal, essentially, which is like, 
I'm a big metal fan, but I'd say hair metal might be one of the genres that I appreciate from afar and probably know. Alice Cooper might be one of my favorites in, in the genre. Um, He's off in Prince of Darkness, putting a bike in that guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Amfrax of all the big four, you know, probably the least, the least favorite of those. Uh, but Ozzy is like one of my all time favorites. And so, so that's great. But yeah, it's a lot of hair metal stuff, which is in, which he's into. Uh, yeah, and we sort of see his room, and he's got like a cool little like loft space with posters and a pretty decent uh music si- music setup, little si- lovely, music lovely system. Lovely hi-fi, <laughs> lovely hi-fi, which he smashes to bits. Dirty rotten bastard! A lovely collection of vinyl. Uh, he's got like it's like a guitar amp. It's like a proper big big old stack that he's got in that room, which I'm like, Jesus, that's gonna that's too loud if anything. Um. <laughs> Not in, the, not in the attic. It's going to shake the old house. It's going to shake the old house, exactly. Um, but he is his number one fan. He's the, he's the number one fan of Sammy Kerr. And is he like writing something at one point where he's almost like trying to communicate with him? He, it, he strikes me as the kind of person who would write fan fiction. Yeah, about... he's, he's, he's standing it, isn't he? He's doing he's a stand letter. He's got his Dido on in the background and he's just on just that little bit on a loop. And he's like, Sammy, I wrote you, but you still ain't calling because you're too yeah. busy in the courtroom defending yeah. heavy metal. Yeah. And he's like saying like, ah, oh, you, you get it, Sammy Kerr. We come from this same old school and you went to the school same like same as me. But you rose, you rose above it, man. Oh, wait, is that what happened? So Sammy Kerr went to that school? Yeah. So you think oh. that more people at the school. That's would... why. It... Yeah, That's you why think they gonna... would. That's why he was going to play the school. Uh, I've got it now. Okay. Maybe I missed that bit. Please show respect for Sammy Kerr. Um if you know what I mean? He's he's a he's a very legend. Uh the Lake Lake Ridge High alumni, alumnus, um, whose vulgar antics earned him earned him a ban from returning to perform at the school's Halloween ball. What are his vulgar antics? He's not like there's a bit where he's like tongue in a snake. Obviously, I guess they're I trying to compare. Bites his head off, doesn't he? Ozzy, Ozzy Osbourne's it kills him. He's like soaking uh, himself in the blood. Oh, when he's on the... and they showed that on the news. Maybe that's one step too far. I feel like showing it on the news is just as bad. Oh, is it true? This might be a, an, a maybe I've misunderstood this. Ozzy never actually fought as a real bat. He just fought he, someone he thought had it thrown was like, like a. Thought it was like a, a jelly one from Pick and Mix. Can't blame him though, because who takes a bat? to any any music event yeah. let alone throw it on stage also throw it you'd think you'd throw it and it'd fly off yeah Bat- bats would be famously hard to throw yeah <laughs> um, yeah so um but yeah it so just as eddie comes downstairs he's coming down to get his breakfast and put a wash on um he's, he's putting a load of whites on and um he hears the news article with, you know, we see Sammy Kerr talking to some, um, you know, like a panel show, uh, talked about the thing being banned. And then this is the bit where it goes, <laughs> just a reminder, Sammy Kerr dead in a fire today. Yeah, it's horrible, <laughs> isn't it? It's like, here's a story. And just a reminder, he's dead in a fire. This and... is before the days of the scrolling thing across the bottom. So you could get context immediately. You'd have to wait. Yeah. Like, oh, it's like a, a mysterious hotel fire as well. And it's pretty sad for Eddie to find out the way he does because it's like he is gutted. He goes and lies on his bed and he's just like, 
What's he pull the posters of his other his other favorite bands down? I, I think didn't for kill him. him. <laughs> He's like, what's the bloody point in enjoying heavy metal if the one person I love in heavy metal is dead? Get it down, rip it all down. <laughs> Replaces it, puts puts some Care Bear posters up. Is gets, he like a gets Wigfield on? It gets his Wigfield posters up. Is he like a solo man as well, Sammy Kerr? Or is he in a band? Do they say that? Doesn't say, does it? It's the thing. I felt like it needed to establish Sammy Kerr a little bit better. The fact is, we kind of just see him on the news. It feels like I can't really get a grasp of like this guy and what he's about. Um, and when he eventually turns up, he's kind of different to how he appeared on the news anyway. So it's like, eh, it almost made me feel like, is it even supposed to be him? Maybe some. Maybe sort of it was just a demon that just him. looked a bit like him. Yeah, but um, is this where Eddie goes to? Does he go straight to the radio station where he sees his mate Gene Simmons? His best mate Gene Simmons. Uh, so he goes to get comfort from his friend Nuke, who's a radio DJ. He's going to be in a radio DJ. DJ, and he's a former classmate of Sammy Kerr as well. So he's like a new and first and mate, you know what I mean? Um, and he's got a copy, like a master of Kerr's last and as yet unreleased album, Songs in the Key of Death. I guess that's a um a, a riff on is it Stevie Wonder? Songs in the Key of Life? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure there's a Stevie Wonder album called that. And he's gone, right, that's it. Who am I gonna take who am I gonna take anger with? Stevie Wonder, songs in the key of death, more like songs in the key of life. Sorry, songs in the key of life, more like songs in the key of death, mate, because I'm heavy metal, all right? It's on an acetate disc, and for some reason, Nuke is like, essentially, oh, wait, he's copied it, hasn't he? Um, Nuke, yeah, he's I've gonna got play this on tape. It. He's going to play it at midnight on Halloween. Midnight on Halloween, is that midnight? November the 1st. <laughs> November the 1st. Or, or is he, he going to play it the day before? Who knows? Confusing. Um, but yeah, so that's what Sammy wanted. Apparently, that's Sammy's, as per Sammy's will, um, he set it up for this to happen. And when Eddie goes back home, he plays the album. Why does he play it backwards? Is there a reason why he plays it backwards? Oh, is it because he falls asleep listening to it? Because he has that nightmare about Sammy Kerr uh, dying in a yeah. fire, where there's like there's other people in the hotel room that are just walking about on fire, going bloody hell. Because it almost looks like some sort of like. Like um, a cult thing, like he burned like himself a... up on purpose on a fire. Exactly, yeah. And again, that just got me thinking. I wanted to find out more about this, and it could have easily, done, even if it was like a cold open, I feel like it could have easily just done with that for us to establish this character, then kill him, and then introduce us to Eddie, how much he loves him, while we know, oh, bloody, he's dead. He's going to be oh, devastated when he's brilliant. dead. Yeah, he's going to be devoted. Because it's just confusing. Um, so yeah, it plays backwards and he hears Sammy's voice. And what does Sammy's voice say? So he says Eddie, doesn't he? Yeah, he says like he says he says something to me. He like catches that it's a bit it's there's a bit going on, right? He, I'm not sure if it's Eddie because he doesn't talk about he doesn't talk about revenge yet because he hasn't sworn revenge yet at this point. Um because we soon see that. We've I think we had a little scene with Eddie at school. Yeah, in the bit when he was writing the Stan letter to Sammy Kerr, we see those bullies do some Real horrible bully things to him, like put a hole at the bottom of his chocolate milk, so a little bit goes on <laughs> yeah. his on his top. When he was doing that, and it was spilling all over him, I was like, "Why is everyone in the room looking at him?" And I was like, "Oh, they did it on purpose." Oh, they've done it. Again, this is one of those things. I find it. I find it really difficult for films to get the balance of bullies exactly right. 
Yeah. Because like, yeah, this... is he the little things like that? And you'd go over, especially if you're the metal kid, you go, fuck off, cunt. Like, that, why would you do that to me? Yeah. Um, it's not just that. It's like bullies seem to, to, to range from, I've done a little prank on you. We got chocolate milk down your front to, I'm going to murder you. We're going to throw you in the pool with weights in your bag and watch you drown. Like... I'd have been tempted <laughs> at that point to drown on purpose to ruin their lives. <laughs> I'd have gone in there and I'd have pad made it just like on <laughs> just <Yeah. laughs> all my hair out and died as quickly as possible. And then, oh, uh... that's right. <laughs> no obvious Sammy Kerr ghost. Oh yeah, that'd be good. You could be a ghost with Sammy Kerr and come back and I'd, and I'd go into the water and while I was taking my big breath out, try and scratch into my arm. It was this guy <laughs> right his name murdered by Wow. Wow. Uh, so yeah, they, they do all that and then they do the thing where either he comes out of the shower and they're like going for his stuff and steal his oh, tape. That was it. They they go through stuff and steal this tape and then push him out completely naked. Onto into the... the middle of a into the middle of a badminton game, but well, it might not be badminton. <laughs> between <laughs> I don't even know. Between all the all of the all of the girls at the school, so he's and one of them's naked. got a bloody Polaroid on her. Ah, oh, yeah. What's all that about? Like, talk about kick me when I'm down. I'm completely nude. Oh, he's lying on his front at one point. I'm completely nude. I've been stitched right up, and someone's walking over and taking a Polaroid picture of my. Arse crack. Can you imagine exactly being do. completely nude, face down on like the gritty hall, the gritty sports hall floor? Oh, yeah. Trying to crawl on that. Yeah, I mean, th- thankfully for that bully character, he does live in 1986 and not the modern era. I think nowadays he'd probably go to like Epstein Prison for being like throwing you out of a room naked as well. Is you have kind of sexually abused me there, uh, mate? <laughs> sexually abused me there, mate. Yeah, so, yeah. how about you get to fuckery? Get to fuckery, but uh, um, yeah, so he is, um, dear. So, th- these bullies have been giving him some grief, and then, as you say, the final thing, and there's a there is a love interest that is inexplicably for no, no other reason than the film calls for it, um, interested in Eddie. So, Leslie, Leslie Graham. Well, I kind of got the fact, I don't know if I got a feeling that she was interested in him at this stage. I kind of got the fact that she was like, there's always like someone who's friends with the friends with the jocks, friends with that side. Of, oh, give him a break. Leave him, leave him alone. And she's obviously been a bit nice to him. I kind of felt like the interest grows over the film. Uh, yeah, but she yeah, gets the, yeah, she does get the Polaroid picture back and she's spoken to him a little bit. And she invites gives him, him his tape, the... gives him his tape back as well. Yeah. And she invites him to the pool party, right? And said, oh, there's a pool party after hours tonight. I'm not planning on drowning anyone. You should come along. And you he say does. pool party. It looks like they're just at the school pool, aren't they? I guess snuck in. Just, oh, yeah, having a bloody in. official pool party. Yeah, great. Um, they're just, they're just doing some classic 80s movie partying. So several of the girls that aren't major characters don't have tops on. All the ones that do, that's fine. But Oh, yeah, yeah, that's if true. You're, if you're not a major character... Topless, please. Is this a bloody um, topless, topless pool party? I had no they're idea. Just, they're just splashing about. They're just having generic fun in the pool, just doing some splashing and some shouting. All the rules are being broken, effectively. But when Eddie comes along, um, the bullies see him and go, bloody, what are you doing here? Liking metal music, but 
fundamentally not being weird in any other way. Like you talk normally. Yeah, they said to they said to, they say something to him like you got to stop being weird. Like that's the problem. You're so weird. Can you just be normal? What? Normal's boring, mate. Oh, hang on, Tim. Let me just see. Have you got it in your diary how long you've actually been obsessed with me? Thinking about whether I'm normal or not. And then I think maybe um, you're in love with me. All right. Angie, who is Tim's uh, girlfriend, she goes, No, no, Tim. Just let me ask him a question. And then she goes up and goes, Why don't you just try being normal, Eddie? Just try being. Just try being a little bit normal for once in your bloody life. Listen to some Wickfield and <clears throat> and watch your, neck in your bloody life. Be normal. Just listen to all the same things we and do. She, enjoy. And she like says, "Go on." I bet you didn't even know how to do the macarena. And unfortunately, in 1986, that wasn't a genetic <laughs> memory like it is now. 1986. Reckon, yeah, that's, it's all that topless pool party. And then it's obviously ruined my recollection of what, <laughs> what names for numbers are. But <laughs> in that, I've developed a. <laughs> like a West Country 1986. Um, 1986 is what um, I call it. But um, she goes, Oh, just listen to the same music as everyone else will. Yeah, just try being a little bit normal. Um, and then there's give me horrible- an example of what you're listening to, is what I'd say. Give me an example of what you're listening to. I want to know. I like me- I like metal music, but I'm sure I'd like some other stuff as well. Just give me some examples. Simple Minds, maybe they're listening to that. They'll just go. Well, it's just uh, whatever's 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 on the radio. I remember that. I'm uh, sorry to give a, give you another tedious story. I remember so I went to I went to like a, a booze cruise work event once, right? And I I I just asked somebody what music they planned to play at this thing, just because I get an understanding of what it was. And they went, "Oh, Ed, what music are you planning to play at this booze cruise?" And she went, "Just the charts." And I went, "Oh, yeah." The famous musical genre charts. Of the charts. Is what I call it of the charts. <laughs> what charts? Because in the nineties, Limp Biscuit was in the charts. Okay. These days, it's all Justin Bieber. Well, I don't even know it. Justin Bieber, Dua Lipa. Just so Dua Lipa's up to, yeah. Yeah, just the charts, please. So that's what they wanted him to listen to. They're like, stop listening to bloody heavy metal music. Listen to just the charts, and he'd just be like, every week, listen to what number one is, and then listen to that for the week. All right. I go, well, most of the metal bands I like probably had a number one album, mate. So eat shit. <laughs> yeah. Not the album charts, man. I only want these listeners. Not to the singles, album but... charts. We want the bloody singles charts. We want our music in tiny little bite sized portions forced down our throats. Just <laughs> Madonna, Erasure, and. Um... I like all these things. I like all these things. Oh, favorite, favorite tapes, Ben, when I was growing up. Favorite cassettes I had if there was an erasure tape that I listened to on the way to swimming lessons and a salt and pepper a salt and pepper tape that I found Amazing. by a tree we used to build bases in. Little just a little tape. You found, it. Pe- found it. Found it the, out in the streets. Just said there's salt someone and out there. There's someone out there now who still occasionally thinks by the time they lost their salt and pepper tape by the tree where you build bases and is d- devastated essentially. Might still be at my um, parents' house. They haven't thrown anything away since 1987. So um, that's handy. They might still have that salt and pepper tape. <laughs> so, yeah. So essentially, because he's weird, because he doesn't listen to the same music as them, best because to do, he's... best course of action, drowning. Uh, where's this weight come from? One of them just got like a got a weight that they suddenly just jam in his in his Probably backpack, doing some, doing some bicep curls on at your pool party, and he goes, "Right, unscrew I this weight." The pool party, but but uh, getting getting buff never stops. Yeah, so, so uh, they whack it in his fr- thing, throw him in there. 
I feel like you need to. He's wearing about four layers. He's got like a denim jacket, a leather jacket, loads of chains, a backpack. You don't need to put an extra weight in his back. Throw him in. He's sinking anyway. Sinks like a chimpanzee in that water, unable to swim. And um, <laughs> Wait, can, they, can chimpanzees not swim? Yeah, I think that's an urban myth. I think they can swim. They just don't like water. But the joke they, is that they they're too, they're too, their muscles are too thick. They can't swim. They're like rock they're, types. They, they can swim. They just don't like to. Yeah, they just have they're drown. Just... Spiteful. I'll drown then. Um, yeah, so he doesn't drown. So um, the girl that has might like has showed a little bit of interest in him. So uh, Leslie, she hops in and uh, rescues him because what's your problem? Yeah. The... Uh, what I enjoy him? is that when he's pulled out the water and he just looks at Leslie. There's like there's a lot of good facial acting here from the guy who plays Eddie, uh, Mark Price. He kind of looks at her first of all like, oh my god thank you, but then secondly like oh, how embarrassing is it that you've just had to save my life it's really good, like just there's not much going on there but it's just good enough that I realise, and he stomps out and she's like running after him um, and I think yeah, this is, it is obvious that maybe she does because she might just let him go, but she obviously does feel a certain and way. He feels a bit stitched up, right? Like she has maybe invited him there to be drowned. Although a mom, she, yeah, she was only she was late arriving, so she wasn't there to talk to him when he arrived, and he got stitched up because a mom was late dropping her off to the illegal pool party. Did you invite me there to get drowned? No, I would never do that. Suspicious. I'm very suspicious. Um, but he still, he doesn't really forgive her, does he? he kind of just. She was it, like, right? I wasn't part of it, but then he sort of goes, well, I'm going to nail them. Nail them all. He says that, yeah, he's going to nail them all. But what's kind of interesting about this is that, like, there's no real, like, malice to Eddie's revenge. Like, he doesn't ever at any point, like, want the ghost of Sammy Kerr to, like, murder them. And when yeah. he realises it, re- when he realises it's taking a sinister turn, he's very, very quick to shut he it thinks down. It's getting, so he thinks it's getting really serious now, but the first bit, like, when, like, to be fair, he was so angry when he says that he really wants to nail these people, you would think that he is thinking of, you know, properly get them killed, but actually what he mostly wants to do is get them done by the teachers. Yeah. Oh, that's it. That's what he wants, yeah. I want to nail them! I want to nail them so hard. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah I do. I want to, I want to get Nail them with school-based punishment, but... He tries to do it on his own first, though, doesn't which he? isn't which isn't him, um, which isn't him just telling on him saying they try. If you want to get someone done, Eddie, tell them they just tried to drown you in a pool while they're having an illegal after school. I've got to be honest; it wasn't a laugh. They genuinely tried to kill me. It was attempted murder. Um, but yeah, attempted murder. Actually, go in, phone the police while you're. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't try to do anything with Sammy Kerr initially. He tries to get like a little bit of revenge. Um, on them himself, didn't he? I oh, know Sammy is... Kerr gives him advice. He says something like, "You are That's the right. bait." Sammy Kerr says, "You're the bait." Yeah. Actually, so oh no, of course. He gives him like these schematics. He's like, "Right, go to that corridor. Put a bucket here. Get ah, this. Ah, yeah. Um, Set up this lovely ha- uh, Home Alone style trap." Because I think Sammy sort of experienced a similar type of abuse in his youth. Um. So, uh, yeah, and initially, I don't think Eddie thinks that the revenge is going to be, like, in any way murder. I think he just thinks... I'm going to get him told off, and that's what he does. So he goes, like, they're there. Yeah. Uh, Leslie comes over and says, what's going on today? Like, it was just... I mean, Leslie is really minimizing this in a way. She's like, oh, it was just a misunderstanding. It's 
misunderstood that putting a weight in someone's bag might drown them. Um, it was just a laugh, all right? This is the thing. People are so quick to judge these days. I, I, it's just a laugh. If someone ended up dead from it, that's a shame. Yeah, that was just a laugh. People like trying to trying to turn it around and then but he gaslighting him and said, Oh no, just like a little misunderstanding. Someone at um music festival tried to pick my pocket once and then when I busted him and he was like, Oh man, you're just so suspicious about people. Oh, I'm the cunt. Right, thanks. Cheers. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm the cunt. I should be suspicious about people with their pocket with their hands in my pockets. Yeah. I was just checking you had enough in there. Yeah, if All I right? wish, oh, you... with, with hindsight, wish I'd put a weight in his pocket and thrown it through him in a pool. That would be good. Um, yeah, but they've done the world a service. But that is what <laughs> happened. So um, Eddie, Eddie's revenge is to go up to Bully um, and say, uh, all right, Tim, um, how did you like the taste of these bloody apples? Wax his dinner tray into his lap. And then, Do you know what um, I would have said, though, if I would have said to Sammy? I would have said, like, look, I'm well up for this. However, can we maybe do it a bit closer to the cafeteria so I haven't got to run for what feels like 30 minutes to get yeah. there through through a library, through a music class? Oh, these are the whole bit. I love this little bit of a chase, though. So basically, he throws Tim's um, lunch on him, honks his nose and puts it like gives him a big bugs bunny kiss on the lips and then runs away. Uh, like runs away and then these guys are basically running after him one of them falls into the bucket and slides down the stairs probably did himself an injury they're yeah. they're running oh my god that that was insane he like slipped and went flying out the door like down the stairs <laughs> yeah. that guy's that not in good. the rest of the film i assume he died yeah um, he broke his neck um, What's so... it's annoying though, isn't it? It's, it's like all his bloody jock friends chasing after him as well. Tim can't just do his dirty work on his own. Yeah, chasing after him as well. The bit where they run through a music class, the music teacher doesn't say anything. Like, can you imagine when you were at school if you'd like run through an active classroom? Yeah. <laughs> Finish. The music teacher's just like shaking his head like, oh. Boys will be yeah. boys. Um, I, I love the bit when they go into the library and then they do, they all take it in turns to just like do like a fast walk while they stand yeah, yeah. like a silent fast walk yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good. through the library. But then basically, after that massive walk, after we make sure their anger has reached its peak, like um, Eddie just takes a different turning, and then part of the plan, I guess, is that Tim would yeah. pick up a fire extinguisher and like he without looking like boots fully the door open and like goes eat shit motherfuckers and like sprays the uh, thing in unbeknownst to yeah. tim though that's like the staff room or something like it's that. the staff room and he just holds it for ages spraying it oh i can't control myself <laughs> um all the teachers look absolutely ancient as well which is even worse and they're all like, holding each other in shock um which is great and then i feel like moments after that camera cut their anger would have been insurmountable tim was probably obliterated <laughs> exactly um so when do we see that obviously there's a bit where um sammy uh sorry where eddie's back at school again kind of just getting on with his day and that's when tim comes up to him and says we had to do janitor duty for all morning oh that was it eddie gives him the advice and says yeah i'll go to room 66 uh and he does he just eating his he's eating his sangers in there and <laughs> Tim and his mate come in and do right. You've chosen to have your lunch in this quiet room. Now 
knocks the headphones off his head. He goes, what are you listening to this bloody rubbish for? Tips his bloody desk with like, it's one of those desks where you're kind of like stuck in it. And it's, it's, it's so painful. <laughs> Tips him crust. Yeah, it sort of cuts him in half almost. But then when he's going to do it, unfortunately, he's not listened to the advice about like being bloody careful in tech lessons. Yeah. And um, because it's electric machinery, Sammy Why Kerr can use his power on it. Why was he wearing a tie? This guy. So he could get slapped <laughs> into this machine? Because he's been a jan- on janitor duty? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. You're going to clean the school and you better wear your bloody Sunday best to do it. So he's with his mate as well. And the reason his mate can't come over to save is because like some sparks are like in his way. <laughs> oh no, not sparks. <laughs> bloody hell, my one weakness. <laughs> and there's like a... Um, what would you call it? like a drill bit like covered towards his eye like yeah. gonna, gonna kill him and and eddie is in control of switching it off right at the last second um and then tim says this isn't over you must save my life essentially but this is no, <laughs> you I'll might you. you might have saved my life like two things either it was an accident and you just saved my life or you somehow engineered a situation in which i was almost killed and i should be terrified of you yeah Neither is good, really. Um, um, so he goes, and then um, the next step. Uh, I think there's is... a couple of bits as well where, like, Eddie's trying to show Roger like the music, and Roger's like really disinterested, essentially, isn't he? Um, but then he makes Roger does tape. like metal music as well, right? Because he's like, oh yeah, yeah. This, this album, I know all about it. He's just a me- he's what is what is known as a metal elitist. You know, there's always someone who's like, basically, real metal is this, and everybody thinks differently. Some people like some people like thrash of the eighties. Some people like hardcore. Some people like uh, PJ and just, Duncan. Some people like PJ and Duncan. Um, just stuff like that, and they kind of think this. Yeah, it's not as good. It's not as good as the first album. You know what I mean? The first album was was, was perfect, seminal. This one. Nah, not so much. They've sold out, essentially. He reckons um, they've sold out. So he is disinterested in it. And he's not really... He, he kind of, like, he says at some point... I mean, the he's thing like, is... He's a good friend. He's like, oh, I don't blame you... him, because it doesn't really sound good, does it? It kind of just sounds like something kind of backwards, and it doesn't really sound like a song. It kind of just sounds like just some... Like that's the fact that when it gets played at even when it gets played at the school dance, I'm like, someone to turn this off immediately, because it doesn't even sound like anything. I mean, because yeah, because it's designed to be backmasked, it sounds like nonsense when it's forward. It sounds like they've got what's it called on the yeah. shaka run. Is that <laughs> <laughs> you'd be like, hang on a minute, this this definitely sounds backwards. Are you sure you're playing this correctly? No, turn that around, it play it forwards. Um, and um, yeah, he makes uh a little tape, which is a tape of the Sammy Kerr album, and he puts yep. it in Tim's locker, saying, "Tell you what, Tim." I know you hate me primarily because I listen to metal music, but I have a piece a... offering a tape of some metal music. Here's a piece offering a tape of some metal. Oh, thanks. I'll definitely listen to that. Um, yeah, and Tim. To be very keeps evening, it. He keeps it. He keeps it in his car. He goes somewhere quiet with his girlfriend for a little bit of what, necking on and titting up uh, over the jumper? <laughs> yeah, he's. Uh, yeah, they're macking on in his, uh, <laughs> in, in, in his car. Yeah, and he goes, I've got to go for Like a little Metal Gear Solid exclamation mark appears. It was just like, ah, yeah. oh, I need a piss. I have to go immediately. Oh, what's that? I know where I'm going for a piss just outside in this 
immense forest room, but I do have to walk quite a long way away. So oh, I gotta go miles away. I don't want you to see me. Don't want you to see my my winkle, uh, especially <laughs> until, when it's off. Until the especially when it's off duty. Um, uh, and while while he's doing that, um, what is her name? Is it Sylvia? No. Les- no, okay. Leslie. Les- uh, Maggie. Angie. I think it's Ma- Angie. Okay, right. I got it wrong. Um, she's like, well, oh, I'm going to listen to this tape while he's gone. Who knows how long he's going to be? And I'm, I'm sure. Then, didn't if... It wasn't like, oh, hang on. I've got a moment where I'm not being, I'm not directly interacting with someone. I'll just check my phone. It's like, put an album yeah. on, shall I? But I'm confused by this because is it like the song is making her feel kind of horny because there's got like Sammy Kerr's spirit in it and it's like doing it? Or. I figure it was just his ghost was coming out of it because because the ghost is a bit like Ghostbusters when the ghost like gives um what's his name uh oh it gives um Dan Aykroyd oh, Dan Aykroyd uh, a gobby a gobby and he goes this is totally normal it's a bit like that and I quite I like the effects in this bit with like the green sort of rotoscoped stuff and the green the green sort of mist ethereal mist that. Yeah, I mean the biggest mystery of this program is how are clothes actually fastened? Like, because they come off in such a weird way. Uh, it's it's Velcro. <laughs> she's got one of those Velcro outfits. She knows she's going to get busy with her boyfriend. She don't want anything getting in the way. Clasps, zips, buttons. It's all Velcro. It all comes off at the front, uh, like that. You can rip it all off in one go if you and like. She's and she's basically over the course of a minute or so stripped completely naked by this ethereal green mist, and she is. <laughs> loving it, she's loving she's enjoying it. Yeah, it's, it's, not like, the last. it's not that she's creeped creeped out by it. I wonder what's going on in her brain. She's thinking, I'm listening to this lovely weird music that sounds kind of backwards, but I feel great about it. And I'm suddenly nude. But when she opens her eyes, what what is there to greet her? Our horrible goblin, horrible giant scary goblin man, horrible <laughs> uh, giant scary goblin man who's in this film. <laughs> For just this, like literally, I feel like if you make one that second clip, if you make that thing, you need to reuse it in some instances. You know what I mean? Maybe, oh, um, maybe it was in another film. They just happened to have access to it. Can we borrow that bloody goblin for a couple of scenes? Yeah, of course you can. All right, you can um, only use it because this is the big reveal. This horrible goblin is the big reveal of our film. Second or less of screen time is all I'm going to have you. Fine. That's what you're allowed to do. Uh, she screams. Tim comes running back, and when he grabs her, he's like, Jesus, she's passed out. She's nude. She's got the headphones on. What and her ears are melted off. And when he grabs the headphones, her, ear, her, her ears come off melted as well. Um, I was going to say, is she someone that, that Sammy really wants to get revenge on? I mean, I guess so. Uh, she sorry, was, Eddie she was, really wants she was very rude to him at the pool. Yeah, I guess so, but you'd kind of want to get everybody else first. I feel that she's a bit lower on the list. Ears melted off. Tim, the first thing he thinks of doing, drive into Eddie's house, somehow making a correlation between the tape that had been because he checks the tape as well. Like I don't think yeah, the first would. thing he thinks to check is like, hang on, what music has he melted her ears what, off? What music has melted her ears off? An album of ear melt ear melters. <laughs> um, what yeah, music would go- do that to you, Ben? What mu- what music would melt your ears off? What, in a good way or a bad way? In a, in a bad I like, way. I like, I like to describe <laughs> things as being like ear metals or face melters. Yeah, when you uh, put ear melters, so basically something would... that might feel nice at the time, like you've been titted up in the car by a ghost, but then would have melted your ears off. <laughs> it feels nice at the time, and then you go, hang on a minute, who is this? Oh, for fuck's sake, is this person? 
don't know, actually. I don't know if I've ever enjoyed something like that. Maybe someone who's a bit of a wrong one where you go like, oh, bloody hell, this is an absolute banger. Who's this? Chris Brown. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Close. I was about to say Lost Profits. I was about to say Lost Profits. This is an absolute banger. Who could it be? Oh, for fuck. Chris Brown, for God's sake. Ears melted off. Yeah, probably something like that. <laughs> yeah, you listen to... I Ears melted off. I don't know songs now. Embarrassment. Oh, well, lost not, not just melted off, all sticky as well. Did you say Lost Profits? You don't yeah, I don't remember songs. any of the songs now. Last Train Home. Last Train Home. the most popular one. That. Yeah. Rooftops. That was probably, that was pretty awful. What I'm oh, glad I've about... Album, have you? you know all those songs. What, <laughs> what I'm glad about when it comes to Lost Profits is, even though I was kind of into them for a bit, by the time that last album came out, I was like, it's not doing it for me anymore. I think I, I, think I knew. I didn't know. I would have reported it. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. Uh, carry on. Um, so first thing so, Tim does, go straight to Eddie's house, start shouting Weinbauer when it sounds like white power. I was just one confused. Um, Summer makes a correlation between that tape and his girlfriend's ears getting melted off, which makes no sense. And this is when you can first see that he's a little bit unsure and a little bit scared because he says, just leave me alone, Eddie. <laughs> I want to stop melting my girlfriend's ears off, please. <laughs> oh, I know. I tried to murder you, but please don't melt my girlfriend's ears off. And that's it. Yeah. And then, uh, he, and then he, he says that. That's when Eddie goes inside and he puts the cassette on to talk to Sammy Kerr and went, "Just jack it in now, mate. Actually, this is really serious. Really serious. I've heard you melt someone's ears off, which I'm dead against. I said nail them, not melt their ears off. Don't melt their bloody ears. And Sam, Sammy's obviously like, oh, it's too bloody late. I've had a taste for it now. I'm feeling like a right murderous bastard. And this is when he comes out, right? He appears from the speakers and goes, yeah, I'm, I'm alive now, yeah. actually. So he comes like out of the speaker. Out of the, it's like an amp, like a, a big stack. And then he comes, face comes out and then he like travels through electricity, essentially. I mean, again, they don't really make any correlate. They don't really, they don't really understand why he travels through. Do you know what I mean? If he died, been electrocuted or something, that could have been interesting. He got electrocuted and now he travels through electricity. Who knows? Um, but yeah, he comes out and obviously hides when Eddie's mum appears. And Eddie, who's fuming about the whole situation, smashes his brand new hi-fi to bits. And his mum says, oh, what are you doing to your hi-fi? And he goes, I wanted a new one anyway. It's like, you spoiled brat. You <laughs> could have said like there was a spider on it. You could have said it caught fire because it was a yeah. bit smoky from a from a man coming out of it. It was. And then Sammy says... Leslie, Leslie, like she's the next one. I'm like, hang on a minute. I've clearly got beef with Tim and all his jock mates. Why are you going after just the ladies? Why are you just going after old Melty ears herself? And now Leslie, that seems unfair. And obviously Sammy Kerr, or at least a ghost of Sammy Kerr, is a is a twat. That's what we're made to see, isn't it? <laughs> Don't we? Is it is it, is it around about now that we see the first bit of of Ozzy Osbourne on the on the talk show talking yeah. about? And what, about metal what a brilliant cameo. Yeah, he's got him on the tail. He's going, now I'm going to do everything in my power to uh, to get rid of him. Eradicate metal music. Uh, and what happened to nice love songs? Just a lovely little love yeah, song. No, I love the bit when he reads it out. He goes, I'm going <laughs> to... Yeah, he like goes, oh, listen, if I may read a passage, some of these lyrics, it's only a game. So put up a real good fight. I'm going to be snookering you tonight. Disgusting. <laughs> Snookering you tonight. Big break. What does that possibly mean? How disgraceful. I mean, this this came up on a quiz recently. If you've never listened to 
the theme tune to Big Break, also known as the Snooker Song by the man who invented the Wombles music, Mike Bat. Oh. The most sexually aggressive song I've ever heard. Oh, God. Wow. Never thought of it like that. No no rap artist has the the least of it. That's the, I mean, that's just the bit about the main bit. There is a second verse, which is about pinks and reds and... Oh, no. Pinks and browns. No, no browns, thank God. Uh, but, like, it talks about... It talks about pinks and reds going to your head and then talking about resist me and very, very... Like, it, it doesn't fly today. But, yeah, meanwhile, Ozzy Osbourne is livid with Snooker and you tonight. Yeah, it's says, a very, like, sexual... I, I love you. Whatever happened to I love you? It's a very, like, sexual song, and clearly it's been written just for this film because I, I didn't recognise it, but it's maybe yeah, it's a Sammy, the, the, Kerr, the, the, maybe it's a the Sammy real, Kerr song. The real lyrics are just like that he... Got a stiffy, mate. I'm gonna get it up you. That's, 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 <laughs> it's essentially that's it. That's all those songs gotta re- relate to. I'm gonna have sex with you if I like. Um, <laughs> yeah, and your buddy think it's ace as well. And we've got loads of um, double entendres um, about music and various other things about you feeling it, about you taking it hard, yeah. screaming till you yeah. want more. <laughs> yeah, and he's gonna be like, listen. These things, there isn't. Is that I don't want songs about bums. I don't want songs about willies. I don't want any of this. What happened? Whatever happened to a lovely fashion song? What, what, what happened to a good old fashioned love song? Like it's cold outside when somebody who doesn't want someone else to leave is clearly coercing them into staying, no matter what happens. And she's trying to leave, but I'm going, just stay, bloody stay. That's a lovely song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally, Aussie, totally Aussie, normal. Aussie, Ozzy Osbourne is is into it, and he's like, "No, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna resist this." Ozzy Osbourne comes back a little. In fact, maybe he's been on once before, and he comes on again now when Sammy Kerr comes out, and it looks like Sammy Kerr has reached in the telly and like honked his nose. Yeah. Like, oh. so he, no, he like he like re- this is pretty cool, right? I kind of like this effect. I feel like it needed more of this because we even see a little bit later on a report that like he's been taken ill or like something has happened to him. Ozzy oh, Osbourne's I didn't character. Catch that bit. Because he reaches in and kind of just like smears him off screen. Like he, he kind of turns into like weird static and his face goes all like. <laughs> and then later on, it, they say, like, oh, sorry, the, the, the reverend isn't with us after he just inexplicably. Um, had his face know, smeared. Had, had his face smushed. That kind of happens. That was cool. And obviously a little bit later, he, he reaches in and pulls some old woman out of the TV. We'll <laughs> this talk about is that the next minute. bit. Cause, yeah. So after Sammy Kerr has disappeared, because again, this is like trying to start a fight when it's like, oh, you're lucky the dinner lady's there actually because I can't fight you now. But like, <laughs> can't it's fight like, when your mum's like, listening. Yeah, bring your bring your mum in here. I'll bloody I'll kill her off, or I'll, I'll bloody get rid of her as well because your mum does your And then it's a really annoying annoying thing where he's like going, "Don't come in, mum." And then Sammy Kurz is like doing his voice, going, "Yeah, come in, mum. <laughs> no, don't come in, mum. <laughs> Are you all right in there? You sound absolutely mad." <laughs> yeah, but then when the mum does come in, Sammy Kurz, oh, this. I've overflamed my hand. I don't want the mom to see me. He disappears. I've um, taken it too far. Um, so yeah, basically Eddie is like um grounded for Halloween because of the stuff he did to the smashed his thing to bits. Yeah, is that I guess it? so. He's grounded for yes. Halloween. So potentially he says to Roger, go and get the cassette tape from which is a copy of the album. It's in Tim's car. Which he doesn't really know that, does he? Because Tim might have destroyed like we don't know, do we? He didn't destroy it for some reason. Um but Roger goes and steals the tape, but rather than destroying it like 
um, Eddie asked him to. He plays it on his own stereo system. Now, did you notice something in this living room scene um, that was out of the ordinary? I don't remember what was out of the ordinary. There's a bloody boom mic in this scene. Is there? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's more than once as well. Like it's the same. It's the same like wide shot of the room, but it happens more than once. You see the boom in the corner. Um, I only knew to look out for it because I saw a comment about it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he plays it, and then obviously Eddie, uh, sorry, Sammy comes to life in front of of Roger. And essentially turns his attentions to Roger now, doesn't he? Where he's just like, I want you to play this song, this tape, sorry, at the school dance, at the Halloween ball. Uh, and if you don't do it, I'll kill you. Just like this. And then the TV. <laughs> Slaps a woman out of the TV. Pulls a woman out of a TV and she immediately turns into like a mummified corpse. And honestly, I loved it. I thought it was great. It's very. It felt very. Um, That's the best part. Fred, one of the best parts. It felt of the very. Turns into like a little. It felt very Freddy, uh, yeah. which is what I liked about it. And again, it just made me think how much better this film could have been if the character of Sammy, because the character of Sammy Kerr is very like, oh, you are going to get revenge on these people. I'm so angry, and I'm going to kill you if you don't do it. Like he's it's quite one dimensional. I just feel like it needed something else. Like maybe. Yeah, maybe he he had like died on purpose in order in order to come back as this, and so now he's like that can yank people through the telly. Who yeah, would or you maybe yank maybe a telly like and incinerate if you is there anything you see on telly that you're like, oh, if I could reach on that screen, and pull loose you women, from... get them all out. One, two, three, four. What even get them all Jamelia? Ah, oh, not Jamelia. I didn't know she was on it. Denise oh. Welsh, the one the one whose whose mum is in, whose son is in the nineteen seventy five. Get her right. Get all the ones out who are just always going. They're always playing devil's advocate. They go, some horrible thing has happened, but haven't we thought about it from the other person's point of view? Get them out. Dead. Dead. Just, <laughs> just uh, Jamelia and Stacey Sullivan left behind. Um, oh, well, I wouldn't want to kill Stacey Sullivan. Not in a not in a million years. They can stay um, behind. And so Jamelia. They can, they can up be pulled yes. out. Um, who else? Who else would I get? Oh, can you imagine if that was in the lockdown days? Old. Boris on the telly every day. <laughs> Boris. Joe Wicks doing bloody living room gym workouts. Get out! I'm joking. <laughs> Not Joe Wicks. He did it. He did it. it was a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you could, you could reach. A little I mean, bit. You couldn't just pull people out and burn them up. You could also just pop in and, like, you know, you could put your hand in if you were Sammy Kerr just with a comb, fix his hair, couldn't you? be like... Could you pull out people that, that, you, that you're a fan of, that you want to be your new best friend? Could I be. mean, if the film has taught us anything, it's they will become <laughs> like a burnt up dog poo. Yeah, the time you, pulled it out. you wouldn't want to risk it. You wouldn't want to risk it. Um, so, yeah, essentially, Sammy now says to, to to Roger that you need to you need to do this. Otherwise, I'll, otherwise I'll kill you. And then Roger does exactly that. Um, to which Eddie, how does Eddie find out? Oh, yeah, that's it. Leslie calls him from the dance and says, says "You're not coming because I've uh, my outfits unraveling, coming apart." Oh, yeah, she does say that. She says, "My outfits unraveling," and he's like, "Huh? What do you reckon she's dressed <laughs> as?" I don't know. It's shit. Whatever it is, it just looks like a load really, of old tat, really high ponytail, and just a sparkly dress. I couldn't recognize yeah. it as any type of character. To be fair, Halloween outfits in this in this scene, shite, like proper carry a bag on the head scenarios <laughs> there's one like, skeleton then 
but they're awful. Like, you know, sometimes in a film when it's Halloween, you're like, oh, awesome. Everyone's really put some effort in. It's like the budget of the film it was in the bin by the time they filmed this scene uh, and just went, right, that's it. And there's Shite. the one, there's the one, but there's like a teacher with a fake glasses and nose going, quiet now, please. That is awful. That's terrible. Like bloody Groucho Marx. <laughs> what, are you, what are you dressing up as for this? I've just, oh, I've just stuck fake nose and glasses on. Pathetic. You're supposed, yes. you're supposed to be setting a good example here. And now it's a metal band that isn't banned. And then, um, what? How does the lead singer well, of the metal band well, get like got? So for, I think he just gets zapped off. But first of all, uh, Eddie realizes what song is playing in the background, and he's like, "Oh my god!" And he goes, "What is that music?" Leslie says, "Just something Roger put on." Uh. Okay, and he Roger! leaves. <laughs> Roger, you stupid motherfucker! Run, start, starts running. I think he just runs to. to no, he gets in, he gets into his car, doesn't he? And then Sammy Kerr. He is the most mad driver I've ever seen in my life. He, the first time he drives his car, he is driving like, <laughs> like first of all, F- he's like he's an F zero, <laughs> like he's never driven before. But secondly, like he's scared of everything. Like, what's that? I got to turn left. Ah! Smashing into things, the windscreen is like flat on. It is is pathetic. Um, and essentially, yeah. So essentially, a band get on stage. Like, oh, here's your entertainment for the evening. It's this band. Um, the lead singer, I think, just gets suddenly like zapped off. Like, Stand come just... out of the the amplifier and just pull him in and replace him. That's it. So he goes over to the he goes over to the amp and it looks like he's like tuning or something. He starts playing a couple of strings. Who didn't let that, that band have like out. a session to tune their instruments before they put them on stage? <laughs> yeah. Get your bloody sound check on. Pulled him in and then the guitar goes flying and it gets caught by Sammy Kerr. What a good stagecraft. And then he comes down. Great stagecraft. What was the no- I was confused by this because it was like is he just he starts playing and the rest of the band just knows what he's playing? It's like when people start singing in a musical and everybody knows the words. This is like the the band just go, yeah, I know that. I'm gonna I'll play that. It's Maybe like it's Sammy McFly, isn't it? It's like the end of um. Do, 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 yeah. Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah, the end of that's the Maybe, future, maybe it's a Sammy. Maybe it's a Sammy Kerr song and they're aware. But also, as far as we're made to believe. Eddie is an outsider because he listens to metal. However, this school is perfectly happy to allow a metal act or metal band or some sort of rock band play as like the main entertainment for their school dance. And they know the words. You know what I mean? What was that? You know the words. They start doing like a stomp and saying rock. Yeah, he starts rock, 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 and or roll. Everybody rock and roll, man. It's proper like Yeah. Yeah, it's proper bad. Um but yeah, this this sequence with Sammy Kerr, um, I guess it's reminiscent of like Carrie in a way, isn't it? Where yeah. as it starts off going quite well, everyone's enjoying the music at first, but then he starts zapping people. But Sammy the, the, so Tony Fields, um, who who plays Sammy Kerr, is great. Like when he gets going, he's that got big super... spin he does, he like jumps off the thing and he, he spins, spins like it's like a combination of, it's like a Freddie Mercury, Iggy Pop, and uh, what's his flavor from from Motley Crue. Um, it's great. Like it's it's really good. It's just it is is is. And as soon as he starts, he starts something like shredding on the guitar. A front man who's also the lead guitarist. Oh yeah. Um, and he, yeah, he starts starts zapping people. He starts zapping blue. people until until they, they he like zaps one guy till he disappears. 
I think a few of them disappeared on it. That's why I was confused. Like people were getting zapped, and it took about six people getting zapped before everyone started screaming and running away. Yeah, and, um, and Eddie's trying to go there, but unfortunately, Sammy Kerr is also controlling his car. He gets in there and says, "Oh, I'm going to the, I'm going to go to the the dance. I'm going to put a stop to this." And Sammy oh, Kerr comes is... on the radio, like, "You're going nowhere. That's right. <laughs> you go. We got you for three minutes." Sorry, a couple of a couple of elements of this confuse me. I didn't realize Sammy Kerr was controlling the car. I thought Eddie was shit. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought it was one of his scenarios where it's like. Well, I've never driven before, but I got to get to this destination, so I better put my foot down. That's how it works. Oh, yeah, Sammy is uh, driving the car and he's like controlling it, and that's how he manages to eventually get the tape out, which allows him to stop the car. And he's like precariously parked on the edge of a precipice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. So he has um, to, and then he has to run to the school. But by the time he gets there, there's people being zapped left, right, and center. They oh, go inside. It's a war zone. It's a war zone. If and if only what what could make it worse is that Leslie goes um she nips for a wee while the while the music is on and then horrible Tim comes she in. She doesn't just nip for a wee, she goes like gets changed, like brushing her hair. She's like completely different not just having a wee, she's having a whole outfit change. She changes out of her outfit and then Tim comes in and unfortunately his girlfriend um being in the hospital with her ears melted off has made him into a right old creeper because he's like, at first I was like, okay, is he just concerned but you're being a bit oh, aggressive no. about it? But he's like, actually, can I uh, cop off with you? Yeah. He's like, I'm well into you because your ears aren't melted off. <laughs> it so... took this to happen. It took this to happen for me to realise that the thing I'm attracted to is an unmelted set of ears. Mm. Um, But yeah, so... Eddie kind of rushes and and get and comes to the rescue essentially, doesn't he? Um, but then Eddie gets, but when it happens, Tim gets killed by Sammy, doesn't he? Sammy appears. Yeah. So it starts happening. He's like, goes, Tim, come on now, do you, do you come and leave with us? We've got to turn the breakers off. And then Tim is like, nah, not going anywhere with you. And then he gets strangled by uh by Sammy yeah. Kerr. Sammy Kerr gets strang, uh, he strangles him. Um. Which I'm, I'm fine with. That's absolutely fine. Yeah, electrocutes him um, to bits. Yeah, and then as they're trying to escape, they try and like cut the power to to the school. They can't do it. Sammy turns up, but then Roger, who's at this point, Roger's feeling devastated that essentially he's played the music, and loads of people in the school are dead, and he's like feeling really guilty about it. So he comes over and says, "He comes me, in like Han Solo at the end. Is like, let me do something right. I can save the day." Let me do something right. And he cuts off the breaker. Does he like, get electrocuted and like thrown backwards? Yeah, he gets electrocuted and thrown backwards. And we have a m- brief moment of, ah, Roger. He was the best of it. No, he's he's alive. It's fine. <laughs> he's alive. Bloody hell, rest in peace, Roger. And he's like, oh, I'm fine, actually. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he like examines him and goes, he's dead. And he's like, no, dead. no, I'm not. So then uh, they go back to Eddie's. They, they go back to Eddie's, I guess, to... They really go sure back. Trying... No, they they realize that they've stopped, they've stopped the the music from being played. They've stopped the power at the school, but they have to get rid of all the versions. Uh, they've already destroyed the tape at the school, but they realize that um, Gene Simmons at the radio station has the last copy because yeah, they hear the like an automated playback 
of Nuke's recorded voice. I think that they hadn't, they paid for him to be in a cameo, but they hadn't imagined that they were going to return to him. And they're like, bloody hell, he's on tour now. He's on tour with Kiss. We can't get him back. He's going to have to so, essentially die off screen, right? So they go to, they go to get to the same thing. They're never going to make it because it's literally two minutes to midnight. Yeah. Um, the, Sammy attacks him in the house as well. This is when they jam his hand in the toilet. Yes, yeah, so they go flushing. to get the mum's car. They go oh, to get yeah, the mum's right. car. Um, I'm in my mum's car. And the first oh, thing when they do when they get in is bust all of the electronics because Sammy's making everything. They break the microwave. They break the toaster. They break all of the radios. But what they forgot... forever. There's like a radio in every room. Yeah, what they forgot was Chekhov shower radio that was in the film at the very beginning. <laughs> oh yeah, it was. And very good. Very and good. Sammy gets into the house by a Chekhov shower radio, although what he didn't account for was the toilet. He didn't account for the toilet, and that gets his hand jammed down the toilet. He doesn't. They don't push him into the toilet, do they? He just missteps and accidentally gets yeah, his hand they, down so there. So they throw like a sort of. There's some sort of like cabinet or something. They throw it at him, and he kind of like awkwardly stumbles all- over it, <laughs> hand first into the toilet. Jesus! And he's getting electrocuted. So that's kind of draining his energy. And they flush the toilet to get him drained a bit further, um, and that that gives them the motivation. What do they say to him? They do like a little one-liner. Uh, we said a little bit later when he's in the car. Eddie says to him, "Oh, you're looking a little flushed." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, very very silly looking little flush they get so they get the mom's car the mom is out for a date by the way because the mom has to be taken out of the equation that's right she's out for a date 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 with rambo with random man dressed as rambo yeah which i yeah that was pretty good um so they rush to the radio station essentially and it's a bit convoluted this bit because it's like um they're trying to destroy the tape and then eddie ends up taking Sammy off elsewhere while Leslie goes in to destroy the tape. Yeah, so the ultimate plan is they have a kiss at this point because because all right, we're in a high pressure situation. So we love each other now, all right, okay? So now yeah, so it works. Um when when inevitably I don't think it will last a very, very different I feel like um their their lives will take them in different or different directions. Oh, I don't know. I think um after this event I think that uh Eddie's probably not gonna listen to metal music anymore. <laughs> I'm not into it anymore. I'm only going to listen to the Eurythmics. From <laughs> only, on, okay? only the Eurythmics. I want some, want some House Martins on. <laughs> oh, lovely. Oh, lovely. Um, deal. So he, um, his plan, because Sammy is protecting the final tape. Gene Simmons has been electrocuted to death. Yeah. Um, and he says, oh, he's protecting the tape at all costs. And he's like, oh, it makes sense. But count to 100 and then go in and wreck it and he just drives off in the police car because a policeman gets um a policeman who goes to taser as they're leaving the house after the flushing he goes to taser um sammy, sammy. and sammy grabs the taser wires and electrocutes the policeman you know so mean? much I that only like his this... shoes remain oh yeah of course just shoes of like smoke coming out of the... no. but that's the thing this character does so many silly over-the-top things. I feel like if the performance is just a bit more tongue-in-cheek, uh, some great one-liners, a very playful nature to him, I think it would have been a lot more enjoyable. But he kind of just grabs it and goes, ah, you're electrocuted. He lures him into the police car and then drives the police car off of a bridge into the water. First of all, I was thinking, dead. <laughs> I'm like, who's surviving that? 
But no, he's all right. He just comes out like, oh, bloody hell, sorry. <laughs> oh, God, nearly drained And me. then even though Sammy has been shown to be able to be in two places at once, it has distracted him from being able to be near the radio station. So yeah, it just felt like it wasn't. And fuck it him wasn't. Up. It wasn't a great like final showdown. Do you know what I mean? I feel like it, it needed something else other than that. Um, but yeah, it does kill him. That's it. He's destroyed by that by falling in the water. It does end and very he... abruptly, doesn't it? He's like, yeah, yeah. got him. And now he go- we're and a he couple. Goes... Goes back to the radio station where uh, Leslie's just been waiting, I guess. And that's it. Uh, Sammy Kerr is dead. The world is saved. The ramifications of, of the night's events. Who knows? Who's, who's Who knows gonna... where that will lead us to? How has that changed society? Maybe everyone in the, a... in the town will love metal music now? Mate, probably not. Everyone's, everyone's going to be even worse on it. Uh, they're going to be absolutely fuming. Um, so there we go. That is it. That is uh, trick or treat. Have you got any name game? Considering it could be quite easy to do name game, but I still struggled. Yeah, I've got a couple for you. What's the what's the synopsis today? Synopsis is uh, for trick or treat, not trick or not trick or treat, trick or treat. A bullied teenage boy um, is wait. I'll try and make it a bit more simple. Discovers that he's the only one who can stop. Uh, heavy metal ghost Sammy Kerr from making from making a comeback from beyond the grave. Um. Okay. So a teenage boy, um, tries his best to stop the the ghost of Sammy Kerr, running riot and knocking on people's houses on the season, and either threatening to electrocute them unless they'll uh take their shoes and socks off so he can have a look because he's a wrong one. Trick or feet? Trick or feet, correct. Trick or feet. That's very nice. Um, any more? Uh, yeah, I got a couple. Have you got any? <laughs> <All right. laughs> I think mine are pretty shit. Pretty bad. So you you keep giving me yours. Um so in this one, a young boy uh is forced in a deadly game um by uh the ghost of a rock star to identify yeah. Um, whether an item that you can't see and he just has to touch with his hands is a construction material or some edible flesh. Brick or meat. Brick or meat. Very good. Um, Brick or meat. uh, This one, uh, uh, a young boy is forced to confront a rock and roll ghost that has a deadly deadly naming convention and he's forced to decide whether the person he's like he he will save yeah that's it the ghost gives him an impossible choice like two-face in batman forever where he says right you've got to choose who you're going to save are you going to save your friend richard or um (laughs) this this uh this this woman's name, uh, but I've I've shortened it in a way no one ever would. Uh, Dick or uh, Dick is fine. I would have also accepted Rick. That's fine. Rick or Dick. I said Dick because it was more like Batman, wasn't it? That's what I was thinking. Uh, yeah, Dick Grayson or um, this woman who is <laughs> the main antagonist of the Power Rangers. No, shortened the name in a really inappropriate way. 
Trick or Reet. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. Dick, Dick, yeah, or, Dick Reet. or Reet. Uh, Dick oh, or Reet. Reet, bad. Or Reet. Uh, yeah. So, a bullied teenage boy is is. Dev- I mean, none of these sound like actual films today, Andy. Let's be obvious. <laughs> um, let's be honest. Heavy metal idol Sam Kerr. He goes up against him in a game of. <laughs> the only way to defeat him is by running your tongue up and down his face. So lick. Or, or just saying hello to him, giving him a handshake. <laughs> lick or greet lick or greet I told you mine were bad I'm sorry um, um, okay one more sorry I'm just bypassing it now just get mine out of the way Andy is what then. I'm saying um, Sammy Kerr goes <laughs> Sammy Kerr's got very specific uh, requirements for women he's meeting on Tinder he'll only he'll only give him the time <laughs> of day if he thinks they're attractive or athletically capable, or if they're very tidy. <laughs> Fit or neat. Fit or neat. That's all he's written. He's just written. Fit or, or neat. neat. And also lick or, lick or greet them. I did also have tit or feet down, but I don't know how I was going to do that. <laughs> Not without getting cancelled. Um, <laughs> the, the last one that I have for you today is that in the attempt to fit in at school, Eddie falls in with bad ghost Sammy Kerr. Sammy Kerr um gives him gives him two choices to save his life. He's either gonna have to go shoplifting or have an affair behind his girlfriend's back. Nick or cheat. Nick or cheat the worst of the two crimes. Petty are you gonna cheat? Oh, I'm going to cheat on someone in the supermarket while I'm stealing a fridge strawberry milkshake. Uh, is that it? That's it, I think. That's I'm it for glad. this week. <laughs> I'm glad. Sorry. I'm not, I didn't enjoy that, but <laughs> I struggled with that this week. Um, okay. So now we've got to rate the film. Rate good or rate bad. Pluses and minuses are allowed. Um I might just jump in there, Andy. Do you know what I mean? Please I do, please do. I'm, I'm, feel, I'm feeling that mood today. I wanted to watch this film for a long time. It felt like it was right on my street. I feel like it's a missed opportunity for like a really good, fun film. I think like it's even like a little bit, get a little bit sleepy tired about halfway through where I was a bit like, come on then, do something, get on with it. As I've already mentioned, there are a few issues that I find establishing the character of Sammy Kerr um, early on would have helped. I also feel like the character... I'm not going to have a go at Tony Field's performance because that's not fair. The character should have been written a bit better to make his... To, to make, like... We, I wanted to understand him more, what his, his motivation was, uh, and also could have had a little bit more fun with it. And really, there isn't much in the way of blood and guts and gore, is there at all? It's just people getting... No, not really. ...into nothing, um, which kind of... I know it's a horror film, but it just it didn't have um, a... A nasty streak. Do you know what I mean? I feel like it needed a yeah. bit of a nasty streak. And the nasty streak should have been Sammy Kerr murdering people regardless of what Eddie Eddie's pleas, you know? And then obviously turning on him eventually. Uh, and it just peters out, you know? It just kind of... Right, okay, he travels through electricity for some reason. I guess water will kill him. Drive him into the river. It's all over. I feel like a big last stand needed to happen in some way. Uh... And the and even the relationship 
<clears throat> Jesus. Even the relationship between Sammy and Eddie needed more. It needed a bit more. Yeah. Um, very rare that I advocate for a film being longer because this is a nice tight, like 90 minutes. But um, yeah. yeah, I agree. I th- oh, what was your score? What was your rating? I'm thinking I'm going to have to go for like a C minus. I'm going to go as low oh. as a D, but I think a C minus is fair. All right. You know what? I might, I might be a little bit harsher than Ben. I'm going to go into D territory. I'm going to give this a D plus for the same reasons that, that you said. I think it's fun. It's got some fun about it. It does have some iconic elements, but what it's missing is I'm missing more puns. They're looking a little flushed. Yeah. That's too little, too oh, late, yeah. Eddie. What too I need. Too little, too late. You know, you could have had Eddie, you know, Eddie with his flushing, but you could have had Sammy Kerr saying, like, oh, I make my music to shock people. And he could have done some electric shocks. Yeah. Um, a guitar, they could have called it an axe and it could have been an axe and he could have chopped people. Definitely. Um, yeah, he could have done a whole load of, of... He could have had some little sharp knives on his on his little metal hand. I know it's a bit Freddy, but at the same time, like, right in someone's eyes, maybe. Yeah, but yeah, there was no, just, again, there was yeah. no blood and guts. So. It was a missed opportunity to do some more... Uh, some more pun work uh, on there with a make you know have a little bit yeah. more fun with it. It's a ridiculous concept already. Um, exactly. And go that I little like that. bit and go that P- little pulling bit further. Pe- pulling people through the TV was the best like moment of but of both times it happened. It was like that's awesome. I, yeah, I just feel like with the, with the whole pulling people through the TV things as well. It's like a weird. It's like a kind of weird power set, but it doesn't fit into the fact that he's a rock musician that's made out of electricity at this point i feel either like something to do with some kind of television monster mm. could be that or you need more music yeah. like you need you know it to be a weapon that there's, we they have a bit early in the film where the mom is tidying up and he plays the music really loud and it's making her ears ever so sore like do those yeah. things where you're like exploding people's heads with like incredible incredible things you mentioned the term face melter for a really like heavy set of riffs on a dark do such good things that you're like yeah. melting people's faces off with your guitar when you're doing those oh, things. Yeah. I think there's some conceptually, this is really fun. And I think maybe now get the right, get the right group together. I tell you what, um, get this in the hands of uh, the good folks that gave us films such as Book of Monsters, How to Kill Monsters. Get, get Stuart Spark and the team on, on this oh, to yeah. do a new rock thing. Oh, and the writer of uh, that, you know, Paul Butler, who we did um, How to Kill Monsters, he's a, he's a Midlands guy. He could get Ozzy back in. Get Ozzy back in. Yeah, exactly. I've heard he's moving yeah. back to the UK sometime soon, so he'll, yeah. be, he'll be available. Like, that would be a, you could do, I think, with a little bit more fun and a little bit more, you know, and, and still keeping the same 80s yeah. um, goals of practical effects. You could, I think, you know what we we talk about it a lot, Ben. How sometimes you get horror remakes that aren't necessary. I think Trick or Treat is a definitely brilliant and horror, got, like, horror remake best, waiting to happen. One of the best like titles of a film as well. I mean, I know it's a bit generic, but like it's it's essential Halloween title. You know, it's just called Trick or Treat. You kind of think, oh, great Halloween movie. Let's would you keep wrong. the title Trick or Treat, or would you go something that evoked the? Yeah, uh, you, could, rock. you could you could maybe you could maybe change it. I death don't know. Metal. Maybe it maybe maybe it doesn't need, death metal's great. Maybe it doesn't need to be a 
a remake. It could just be like a similar concept. inspired, inspired by you know what, Ben. I'm reaching for my notepad. I'm going to put it on the list of films. Maybe we should make one day Death, Death Metal, Man. Boo Year's Eve, the two big ones. <laughs> That's the two. I like how you're reaching for your notepad, which now yeah. has two things in it. Uh, okay, there we go. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so that is that. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, become a patron. Over at patreon.com forward slash horror hangout. Thanks to our current patrons. Um, everybody. I've stopped reading out the whole list now just because I didn't want the outro to be too long. But thanks to every thanks to everybody who supports us on Patreon. Thanks to Taj Easton for our theme music. Thanks to ACAS hosting the show. Please consider giving us a rating or review. Um, I wasn't gonna say head over to the Facebook group Board of Advisors, but I think we're gonna be slowly migrating over towards Discord because I don't think we use that group as much as perhaps we did at one point. Pop in a little thing and I'll I'll go in and if anyone does post in there, I'll always go in and give a little yeah. nudge, give it a little comment. If we reach a critical mass where we've got all of our folks over there on um on the Discord, which it's a lovely place. There's lots of lovely chat happening there. So Come on over and join, join us. us. Yeah. There is a link on all the socials. I think Bennett, you put out like a link on the socials we have that have the yeah. The or if you're not code. sure, just give us a DM and we'll send it to you. Because we're also on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Horror Hangout Podcast. So next week, brand new release: The Exorcist Believer with Ash Millman. Looking forward to that. Me too. Oh uh, yes. Looking there forward we go. to it. Enjoy, enjoy uh, your first week of October. If you keep those recommendations coming let us know what you're watching we'll uh do the same yeah yes indeed uh there we go then see for you now. next week bye for now bye little rock and roll bye. hands <laughs> rock and or roll <laughs> bye <laughs>